0: oh man it's good to be back we had to miss a week last week
1: yeah i got i got a question for you adam what's that so let's talk about steam for a moment i love steam okay Steam's great all right so i was downloading a couple new games this week and of course drive space is always a struggle and mm-hmm. so I started uninstalling things. And as I installed, everything else, I say everything, a lot of other games that are installed are like, hey, I need an update. am like, okay. I guess it was like, mm-hmm. you know, Tuesday update or whatever. It happens. So I'm like, okay, I update. and But it doesn't actually update. It just goes through the motions. And then I'm like, okay, well, whatever. And I go back and uninstall some more, and they do it again. I'm like, okay, so I'll just ignore it. It's obviously some sort mm-hmm. of thing. And now... And then I was trying to install a game and that popped up and it kept interrupting my install because they would jump the queue and stuff. And it was, have you ever had that happen to you where it just keeps trying to update games?
0: I have never had anything happen. uh, Like I've had games that I've had that happen in like onesies and twosies. Mm -hmm. But it, you know, after the first time it's like, oh, there's nothing here to update. Huh? Well, how about that? And it just kind of goes on.
1: Yeah, like I, I've never
0: had like a bunch of them happen all at once. Maybe it's because you're hopping around on different Steam games and it's trying to verify the saves or something. I
1: don't know. I uh, well, I wasn't playing them. I was just uninstalling games at the time. Oh god! Um, I have 35 games installed right now, and whenever that was triggering, it was like 23 of them. Um, <laughs> I actually went through and did a file check on them all to make sure nothing got corrupted. You know, while I was download- downloading another game or you know whatever some weird Steam thing, still did it. Um, I don't know if it's gone now, but it took me forever to get the game I was trying to install installed. That's a mess of its own.
0: Man, yeah, it's a headache. I'm <clears throat> I have similar problems with with certain consoles deciding to uh, randomly update. I'm not going to say which. <laughs> you know, and I was like, ah, oh, let me let me play some Persona Five update. What what the fuck? I don't I don't know. Was there? A, did you get a PS4 update recently? um like a system update
1: i how recently
0: uh well i mean i turned it on this week and it came on so anytime i haven't played for i want to say about three three weeks maybe four weeks so sometime in the last month there was an update or something like that or i don't know but it just decided to load and i was like what the fuck
1: yeah. What is this shit? I don't think I've actually loaded up my PS4 since the RE2 remake was released. Mm. I've been playing on PC since then. And I think Xbox One at one point.
2: Mm-mm-mm. Just adventures. Oh, no, you know what? Random internet I was stuff.
1: playing Kingdom Hearts 3. That was the last week, though. So mm. maybe when I turn mine on, I'll have an update. Or it's updating, you know, in standby mode. I allow that.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I keep mine in sleep mode whenever I'm not using it because... Mainly, my TV gets bogarted out to everybody but me Mm -hmm. like 90% of the time. So, yeah. The the cool thing I've noticed is my TV is actually one of those next gen TVs. So, all I have to do is like press the PlayStation controller and it source flips over to the one I need. And I go, I hit like the Roku and it goes back to the Roku from the PlayStation. That was nice. Nice unintended feature (laughs) that I discovered. Yeah. I had been like, because I lost the remote for it like 4,000 years ago. I had been like getting my ass up off the couch and walking over the TV and hitting sores before I you know Nope. Just found it out on accident.
1: First world just press problems.
0: The First world problems right there. <laughs> Mm-mm.
1: I I guess oh. I guess by now, Was you it? know, the audience is probably wondering why Michael's so quiet.
0: Well, that's because <laughs> we kicked him off the podcast. It's gone. <laughs> no more Michael. Michael free podcast from here on out. Viewership rating just plummets. <laughs> Nah, he's he's got a little work vacation he's taking. I bet he's kicking back right now at the Margarita on the beach, laughing at us. Mm -hmm. But uh, should be back for next week, hopefully. We'll see. Depends on how things go over there.
1: Yeah, he was supposed to be Uh. back for this one, right, originally? Yeah, originally
0: he was going to be back for this podcast, but just the way things worked out.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate. But we'll make do again. That's
0: that's how we do around here. This is the this is the one hundred percent uncorrupted podcast right here. One hundred percent Michael free, guaranteed.
1: As Fresh. I was about to say I don't think uncorrupted <laughs> applies because you're still on here.
0: Oh, you see, you see, Michael. Michael is the one who causes the corruption. See, you can't corrupt something when it's just corruption. It's just you know, it's pure. It's purely corrupted. Does that make sense? Nope. oh man welcome everyone to the end of timecast. i'm adam i'm chris and we have a nice show for you today it's gonna be me and chris just ranting all day long oh man i have some things
1: i can rant about (laughs) tell me
0: what have you been up to man
1: um so it's been two weeks since our last recording and i feel like i've done so much yet so little at the same time it's one of those things where I, I've done quite a bit of stuff, but have I really? Um, so, mm-hmm. I I played some more Kingdom Hearts 3. Um,
0: How's that been going?
1: I So, I'm trying to think of where we left off last episode. Um, I had... Actually, I think I've played twice since our last recording. So, the first set of post-game stuff I did was getting the secret reports. Um, mm-hmm. Those are awesome. So if anyone out there has beat kingdom hearts three, and then it's like, okay, I'm done. Go get the secret reports. You have to get the secret reports. Um, okay, so
0: explain, explain what these are. So what, what is a secret report?
1: So in the previous games, there have been reports as well. Uh, the Ansem reports or the typically the secret reports. Um, depending on the game, there are other reports. Basically they are reports you unlock by doing something. Um, and some in some of the games you just get finding them in chess, but in Kingdom Hearts 3 they actually put them behind bosses optional side bosses. okay um, I say bosses side fights. Um, they're not it's up to it's like you whether or not you consider code, yeah. them bosses because um, <laughs> uh, there is one major secret boss, um, but the other ones aren't really bosses. Um, so after you kill all these bosses, you unlock all these reports and they give, some very uh, interesting information that the game kind of leaves these holes, obviously Uh setting up, you know, for uh, another one or something. And the reports fill in enough for you to go, Oh, I think I know what they're talking about. And based on what they could be talking about, it sounds really cool. Um, Again, this also depends on if you know enough about the, uh, the 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 plot of the you know whole Kingdom Hearts stuff, um, mm-hmm. including the side stuff. I mean, I'm try. I would have to go back and watch to determine if the um, recap they do, the optional video you can watch for Kingdom Hearts three to get you caught up on the series. I don't know if it gives you enough information for the secret reports to fully make sense, but there, if not, there's only a little bit you're missing out on uh, to understand it, so you're probably like five minutes worth of a YouTube video from understanding it if you're missing anything from the recap.
0: Um, That's cool. So you've been going back and getting... How many How many of these things are there?
1: Um, uh, I'd have to load up the game. It's been a couple of weeks now. I think it's 13 is typically the number in the games, mm-hmm. so it's probably 13
0: so you've been going back and trying to collect all these things is there like one per level or are they just randomly scattered out it's
1: or? per the side bosses or side fights okay. but they they're only available all but one are only available after you beat the game so you can't get them as you're playing through you have to go back and uh get them which it was easy
0: <laughs> well i mean you said it was kind of easy did that ever change did you you know, I, I remember you saying it was kind of easy to go through the fights to begin with, right? Um, and I imagine the new game plus or whatever epilogue kind of deal they have is just going to be that much easier.
1: Yeah, I mean, they it lets you keep anything. It's not really new game plus or epilogue or anything. It's just you continue up to the point where, or from the point before the final, you know, point on no, point of no return, and it unlocks a few extra things. But it's not mm-hmm. really like an epilogue. The game isn't technically beat while you're still playing it you could still go fight the final boss again so it's not a true epilogue type thing Um, okay but i did that and then i just kind of set it down uh to play some other stuff but then i went back uh just kind of chilling and uh i did the gummy ship stuff uh because that's something you know i don't i didn't even stream most of it i don't think i think i recorded part of it just because i got to some cool boss fights um but it was just something for me to do without really worrying about it too much. It was an easy thing to do. Um, so I've got 100% gummy stuff done as far as the uh, gummy objectives they give you. or are these little optional gummy missions. Um, so I've killed all the bosses, unlocked all the special gummy ships, which are <laughs> really overpowered in some cases. Um, they're the... Final gummy boss when I went through the first time took me like, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes to beat. And then, at beating it, unlocked another one of these OP ships, went back and I beat it in like two minutes.
0: <laughs> oh, man. So, so they, they are massively upgraded yeah. once you get towards the end.
1: Yeah. The thing about these special ones is they ignore the cost limitations. These are just cool ships that you know, the devs designed, put in the game, and you can use them. Some of them aren't that great. Some of them are just purely cosmetic for fun. But then as you get later into unlocking them, you start unlocking ones that are more and more powerful um, to where you can't build something that compares.
0: That makes sense. Um, it, it did make sense that it would ha- you'd have something that devs tossed in there to just be like, here, have fun with this.
1: Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I think that really all that's left for me on Kingdom Hearts 3 is just kind of achievement hunting. So, I haven't really been worrying about it. Um, I kind of, it's one of those things I kind of burn myself out on it too fast <laughs> with the main story. That is not,
0: you don't think this is going to be one of those games where you 100% it?
1: No, I probably, going- I probably will, but it's one of those that I'll do when I don't have anything better to do. I'll pick ah. it up, do an achievement or something, you know, or work towards an achievement because a lot of them are really grindy at this point. Um, Like, you have to synthesize one of everything that you can synthesize in the game, so you have to go collect ingredients and do that. Mm -hmm. Um, There's another thing where you have to level up something in a level. That'll take grinding. Um, There are little mini-games that you have to get scores on. I got one of those done. Uh, One of them I failed at several times before moving on, and then I haven't tried, I think, I think there's three total. I think uh, the third one I haven't even seen. I haven't done once. Um, mm-hmm. I think it has you do it in the game, but I haven't done it post-game. So so th- some of them are just things I can pick up and do, if I feel like. Um, but then last week was the week of betas. Um, the, the week of betas. Yeah. So there is a Anno1800 closed beta um i remember you
0: saying you were watching that did i or uh, you either said you were watching it or you said you had gotten a like uh an invite to it or something maybe that was what you were talking about is the closed beta
1: yeah did i talk about that last episode
0: well you mentioned you mentioned it but you didn't actually you hadn't played it yet
1: okay maybe i won it the day after (laughs) then um but yeah so i won that key uh while watching a stream. So I've loaded that up. Um, the Anno series is not a foreign one to me. Um, I own Anno... I don't even know what the other ones are. There's two other ones, if my mouse wants to type. I want to say it's 2120 or something like that, 2200. I'll look it up in a moment. Oh, uh, 2205 and 2070 are the ones I own. I think mm-hmm. there's another one, uh, an older one, like 16 or something. But this one's 1800. Um, and these are basically years that the game is based around. Um, so the others were more futuristic type uh, games. Um, they are um, a mix of city building with more of a Age of Empires type play style. Um, I don't know if there's actually a genre term for them um, because it's not civilization where you have your multiple cities on a map type thing. It's more like Age of Empires where you're building up a area. Um, the way it works, at least in the closed beta, uh, which the only mode available was the sandbox mode. Um, but So you were just building up the thing and didn't even have all of the tiers unlocked for your city. So you could only go to a certain point. Um, which was still a ton of content um, yeah,
0: so it's like the bare bones basic version of it, but there was just so much to the game that even getting like the streamlined version, you still had enough to play around with
1: yeah, this is <laughs> there's a couple of things to talk about with that too uh the this is a closed beta, but it absolutely is a beta in the old sense of. This is just a early look at the game type thing. Um, It feels and plays like a, you know, released game. There were very few bugs. I don't think I encountered really many, if any at all. I didn't encounter any worth writing down, at least, if I did. Um, So it was real solid. Um, It was more of a beta, you know, for feedback type thing, which is always nice Ah. to get a complete game (laughs) instead Mm -hmm. of... uh, yeah, like Fallout and stuff. Um, lots of fun. Uh, I don't know how many hours I put into it, but I put probably five or six easily. Um, and I still had more stuff I could do. I just, uh, it was the last day of the beta when I got the key. So
0: I, So where's your, where's your fun factor at on
1: this? Um, just
0: initial thoughts.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to sink tons of hours into this game when it's released. Um, only downside is it's not released until april i believe so you know a lot of getting
0: closer every day
1: yeah a lot of betas (laughs) now are like two weeks or a month before release nope this (laughs) one was three months (laughs) just over three months uh before release or about two and a half
0: i guess they're, they're just doing it for last second polish yeah slash bug yeah maybe they're doing like stress tests on their servers or something like that
1: well Funny you mention that because there is a multiplayer, but I didn't do really? it. Um, I only did a single player okay. because of the time, how little time I had with the game. Um, but there is a multiplayer. You can co, co- well, I say co op, but just like Age of Empires, you know, you can work together or against each other. Um, mm-hmm. Same kind of mentality there. Yeah, I, I'm. I can't wait for it. I'm looking forward to it. I, I kind of want to go back and play the other games now, but based on what you know, people in twitch chat and stuff were saying while i was watching it this one is better than <laughs> others so i kind of don't want to go back now even though i own two of them i just want to wait yeah. for the good one
0: i mean you know what you like and you know you like this one so uh, I, I if i was you i might try like one of the old ones but i mean you know the one you do like is going to come out in april so that's a surefire bet it just depends on i guess how crowded your gaming and uh, schedule is between now and april yeah so now that you've destroyed kingdom hearts
1: <laughs> yeah i burned through that really quick um the other beta i'm trying to think. i'm trying uh, to look but, my but notes. before we move on yeah.
0: before we move on after the podcast i had a question for you and this didn't get asked on the podcast so i'm gonna, i'm going to put it to you again okay hopefully you came with your notes because i think i stumped you last time so you played through kingdom hearts now yes and you've played through uh, Dragon Quest. Yes. How do they compare?
1: Um, They, they don't, really. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're two totally different games. I mean, Dragon Quest is more of a traditional RPG, where Kingdom Hearts has RPG elements, but it's not a traditional RPG. It's more... Uh, God, I hate the genre whole thing because I never know what genre to put a game in. Um, But it's more... uh, What's the word for it? Almost almost hack and slash. (laughs) Um, Because you're running around killing things on the map and whatnot. Which some RPGs, I mean, other RPGs do as well. But Dragon Quest is more of a traditional combat... I don't know. They're really hard to compare. They're both RPGs, but two totally different RPGs. Um, Kingdom Hearts. Which
0: did you like more?
1: Uh, Kingdom Hearts, I think I like the overall story more, but that's as a franchise. Um, mm-hmm. Dragon Quest Eleven is a really good story, um, but it it's not extraordinary. Um, a lot it doesn't of doesn't my... have
0: like three games to build these long right. threads that don't that you know don't pay off for two games or so. You know, yeah, you're not, you're not going to get anything where you've been waiting years to find out what happens to Jim Bob because he was locked in that dungeon in season two.
1: Yeah, a lot of know? the things I really like about Dragon Quest are gameplay things and late story things. You know, the overall story is cool and all, but then. It's more late game and then post game that I really have enjoyed on Dragon Quest XI. Yeah, there are two... I don't know which I would say I enjoy more overall. Hmm. Probably Kingdom Hearts a little bit by a little bit, if I absolutely right, had go, to. Let's go
0: piece by piece, so gameplay-wise.
1: Um. So Kingdom Hearts three suffered from being too easy. Mm-hmm. That's really one of the biggest strikes against it. Um. Dragon Quest XI isn't the hardest game. Um, in fact, there are uh, very few spots until the post-game where they were really super challenging. Um, and most of that was solved by, you know, just get another level or two. I talked about before how I kept being over-leveled, over-leveled, and I stopped leveling and I ended up under <laughs> Only when I was mm-hmm. under did I really have an issue. Um, but as long as I was around the right level, it was very well balanced. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, I was playing on Proud mode, which is the harder difficulty. Um, they didn't have a critical mode, I believe is what the uh, hardest one is called uh, in the other versions. But it was ridiculously easy. It was, yeah. Um, so... um Gameplay-wise, Kingdom Hearts 3 also has a lot more to it because it has the gummy ship, it has these other um, side things you can do that are really their own mechanics. Uh, levels with their own mechanics or worlds with their own mechanics, I should say. Um, Dragon Quest XI was basically the same thing throughout it. There are, like I mentioned, the many some mini-games. Uh, actually, sorry, I'm crossing things now. Dragon Quest XI didn't have a whole lot of mini game type stuff really the biggest mm-hmm. thing it has is the casino which is nothing but yeah that's what grind.
0: i that's what i was going back to i was like eh, i remember the casino you're telling us about the casino and that's it yeah. as far as mini games go
1: yeah that's i i believe that's it as far as many games
0: uh, you know i really didn't notice like how much i missed mini games in my rpgs you <laughs> know I mean, think about it. Think about uh, Chrono Triggers. Like the entire Millennial fair-, fair was nothing but mini games. Final Fantasy VII had the snowboarding, the whole, <laughs> the whole golden saucer, the uh, whole golden saucer, the bike uh, chase scene, uh, just you know, various little things. They had the slap fight with Tifa. Yeah, yeah.
1: I bet you
0: don't remember that one.
1: I know
0: what you're talking about. <laughs> Press circle to slap. <clears throat> so Escape I mean, just all kinds of little. Yep, escaping the chair—all those little little things. It was just like, oh, let me let me throw throw you a curveball here. Let's see how this goes. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. I guess that's one of those things where I uh, I like the breaking monotony, and I've been playing a lot of uh, those three quarters top-down ISO RPGs, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't have a whole lot of those. Right. There are some that have, like, Neverwinter Nights too. Has a little harvest festival thing that you go through at the beginning. But it's not. You're using combat. You know, it's like okay, shoot the uh the cans off the fence. You're making an attack roll. You freaking miss. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I suck at this <laughs> game, or the dice sucks, one or the other. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, so it's just one of those things that kind of just hit me all of a sudden while we were sitting here talking. Is I, I kind of miss that in RPGs.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think based on the difficulty of. Kingdom Hearts, it is a nice short game. It it should be longer, but it's nice for what it is. Um, Dragon Quest XI is the one where you want to sink in a lot more time. That's, you know, more of a game for you. Um, Kingdom Hearts 3 is a much faster paced game. Um, Which, it's funny because it doesn't feel like it when you're playing it because some of the worlds seem to drag out a little bit. But when you actually go back and look, like I mentioned, I beat it in how long? 27 hours? (laughs) Mm -hmm. um i don't even know what my dragon quest 11 was like uh 52 hours to beat and then i've spent another 10 hours so far in post game so i put probably triple the amount of time in dragon quest 11 as i have kingdom hearts 3
0: yeah i would say uh i would say that one wins on the gameplay perspective how about the music i would say Um, this one's probably gonna heavily favor kingdom hearts right
1: yeah right yeah at all of the you know music from the worlds and stuff, it, it has such a variety. Has a nostalgia. It, yeah, I'd say it would win across the board.
0: <laughs> okay, how about the uh, amazing graphics?
1: Graphics. So, Dragon Quest Eleven has that unique style. They I say unique that particular style they use for their games. Um, I'm not a huge fan. In a lot of cases, um, it's. It's not that it's cartoony, but it's that particular style. Um, uh, Kira Toriyama style art? I have no idea. Um, but Kingdom Hearts has a variety of styles, depending on which world you are. on. I was talking about this before. Um, you go to a Pixar world, it looks like Pixar. It looks like you're watching the movie. Those are the graphics in the game. Um, the more mm-hmm. realistic worlds, they look pretty good. Um, there are some characters that look better than others, of course. Um, it's, but yeah, all the worlds are pretty much the style you'd expect them in, and it's really cool. So, I would say Kingdom Hearts so, gets the edge on that.
0: So, Kingdom Hearts got the edge on music and, uh, and graphics so far. I mean, you've got, uh, Dragon Quest with the edge on gameplay. Now, let's go to Replay Factor.
1: Um,.
0: Is there like a new game plus or anything in Dragon
1: Quest? Well, there's You've the, there's, there's 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 the post game. Okay. There's the post game. I think based on that, absolutely, it wins out on this one. Because Kingdom Hearts 3, you have your side stuff to do. Like I mentioned, gummy ship bosses and then just random achievement type stuff. But that's not really, it's not really replaying it. It's just doing optional side stuff. The post game in Dragon Quest Eleven is much more of a, uh, much more content after you beat the game. Not I guess it also technically wouldn't be, well, without spoiling anything about the post-game, uh, let's say I'm going to give this one to Dragon Quest 11 for playability um, okay. based on post-game content.
0: So it's, is it like an epilogue type thing or is it like a New Game Plus type thing? or
1: It's uh, unique.
0: Unique. We'll go with unique, ladies and gentlemen. Yes.
1: I, I don't want to spoil it because I really want anyone oh. that is interested in Dragon Quest 11 to play it, get to the post-game, and experience it.
0: Well, I know I definitely am. Are there any other categories we haven't got? We gotta have a tiebreaker in here somewhere. (laughs) Uh let's see, we got the graphics, the sound, the gameplay, the replayability, and let's just say, uh which one do you think will be remembered ten years from now? Which one which one of these had actually let's go with this. Which one of these do you think will have more of an impact on the genre? Uh If any, if either.
1: I was going to say probably neither, because Dragon Quest XI, the only thing it's going to impact is the next Dragon Quest, I think. Um mm. Though, unless unless some others picked up on the kind of post-game that this game has and doing something different, and it's not just a new game plus. It's not just an epilogue. It's mm. a unique experience after beating the main game. Um, hmm. But Kingdom Hearts... That's, that's,
0: that is that—is piquing my interest so yeah. hard right uh, now. I have no idea.
1: <laughs> it does something that I haven't seen done in a game before, I think. Um, like, my
0: hand keeps, like, getting... Uh, the the My hand's on the mouse, and the mouse keeps getting closer and closer to Steam. Like, yeah, maybe <laughs> I should buy this game right now. Yeah. <laughs> Play it after this podcast. Been, well,
1: that's like I was telling Michael, uh, you know, get get to the point where you unlock the, you know second character, I think I said, or third character. Mm-hmm. And then it really starts picking up. Um, and the further in the game you get, the better it gets. So it's one of those, it's unfortunate it starts out so slow, but that's the RPG way, you know? You, you can't yep. start off a badass. You have to work your way there. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: even, uh, even you know, as far as RPG characters go, I can't think of too many that got stronger than uh, Fei-Fong Wong in Gears, And he starts <laughs> off Beating up little like hobs in the forest and stuff like that doing like three damage per hit yeah so
1: yeah
0: start you, small end big feels you, better
1: the, the funny thing you were like which one would be you know most remembered in ten years I'd be like well that's probably you know when Kingdom Hearts 4 will be out so it, probably then you know Kingdom Hearts 3 would have the advantage
0: <laughs> okay okay so that, <laughs> that doesn't work for a tiebreaker uh how about this which one of the characters would win in a fight <laughs> Um, let's go there. Oh man, we got Sora with the Keyblade versus Protagonist Twelve <laughs> yeah. Dragon Quest.
1: I mean, he is just called the Hero. He doesn't have a yep. stock name. Um. Oh man. At let's say at the beginning, let's say I would give it to Sora with their powers unlocked. Like say end game, mm-hmm. I would probably give it to Dragon Quest Eleven Hero.
0: Okay. All right, so there you go. Dragon Quest XI is a better game. (laughs) Based on our completely and utterly scientific method Uh of determining which is best. (laughs) Uh, So uh, anything else in your week besides uh, Kingdom
1: Hearts? Yep. And and, Um, uh, Z-Beta? Yeah, and Anno. There was another beta, but I want to say that Anthem was talked about the previous week. I'm trying to think. I
0: want to say Anthem just released. for?
1: Well, the, the beta. Uh, or demo, they the, called it.
0: <laughs> the beta, quotation yeah. marks. But the game releases in like a week, so what could they possibly get out of this beta?
1: <laughs> okay, I realize now my notes. God, what episode is this? My notes are confusing Epis-
0: me. Episode 69. It's always episode 69. Okay, this
1: I is want. episode 80. No <clears throat> wonder. So I had a page of notes for last week, and then I started a mm-hmm. new page of notes for this week. So I'm looking at my notes, and I'm like, why am I so confused? Because I have half my stuff on one page and half of it on the other.
0: And uh, you got the D&D notes mixed in there, and they're just no, that's all a over the place.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, okay, that helps. Um, I I have that I played some more Dragon Quest eleven, but I don't know what I did anymore. I think I was just leveling up, I think is all I I, I remember I
0: you were... I remember you doing something in the casino. Yeah, you were, screw the casino. You, you were like, hey, I'm trying to do this specific thing in the casino and I can't get it to work because blah, 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 blah.
1: Yeah, I think I already talked about it. I don't know why I wrote it down in my notes. I don't know if I played it very much. I think I might have just level it up some more and that's it. Ah. Um, I probably shouldn't have even written it down. Um, there you go. So the Anthem demo, I don't know. I did talk about that because I talked about how terrible it was to get in. I never got in and played it. Um really? I it was so the first day you couldn't almost nobody could get in. And then later on some people could get in and it got better, you know, as the weekend progressed, but I lost interest. <laughs> um after watching some people play it and kind of look at the gameplay, I don't know how interested I am in it. Um it
0: Well supposedly if, if you like Destiny and I know you do well, You're supposed to like this.
1: See, that's not necessarily true. Um, there are a few games in this particular, we'll call it a genre of its own. Um, the looter shooters is, you know, a genre. But talking about this subset of games, you have Destiny, you have Warframe, um, which mm-hmm. are kind of the two big looter shooter type games right now. Um, and then Anthem comes along and it's kind of somewhere in the middle. Um the combat isn't as fast-paced as Warframe is, but it's not the same as Destiny. So it's not, it's not if you like this, you'll like this type thing. Um, and then you have hmm. the Division. Uh, that was the other uh, beta I didn't write down. That's the one I actually was going to talk about. Uh, Division 2 beta. They called it a private beta. Um, I'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, Anthem, what? The the big concern with Anthem is the end game and how much stuff there is to do in the game because they have a nice and the game looks good as far as the environment goes they put a lot of work into the environment itself but i think when i was watching it seemed kind of empty um so you have this big area but there's only a little bit of stuff to do in it um and i don't know if that's just because of the beta i haven't actually watched it since the game was released i'll go ahead and throw that out there these are beta only thoughts um okay the i don't know flying around is cool and all but aside, And aside from the horror stories about the controls, how bad they are, I just, I don't know. It doesn't seem that cool. <laughs> flying is cool in general, but Anthem flying doesn't seem all that great because it limits your combat functionality, um, you know, your options you have for combat while you're flying. Um, some classes flying is, you know, are... What do they call them? Some javelins. Uh, Flying Mm -hmm. is more more integrated with their classes. But others, you're going to be on the ground shooting or tanking or something anyway. So the flying doesn't help you a ton um, unless you're flying into or out of combat, it seems. Again, I haven't actually played it myself. These are just outside observations. I don't know. I think there's so many other games right now coming out that... It just it didn't draw my attention enough to go. Okay, I'm going to go play that now. Maybe I've been
0: hearing a lot about the uh, the microtransactions that are supposedly jammed in there. But it was, what was your take on all that?
1: I know nothing about them. So you know nothing about it. So, yeah, apparently they
0: had. Uh, well, I don't know if it was because uh, I if there's a shop in a game, I don't touch it. Yeah. And unless it's a free-to-play game and I find myself playing a whole lot of it and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get back to the developer.
1: Right. Uh, Absolutely. It'll be
0: something, you know, like I I played Hearthstone forever Mm -hmm. and then I realized, you know, I play a lot of Hearthstone. Maybe I should buy some packs or something, support support Blizzard for making this game that I play a lot. Uh, I played a lot of War Thunder and, you know, after nearly 500 hours of playing (laughs) it, I said, you know what? And I, I... they deserve at least 60 bucks from me. Right. You know, at least because I've gotten my money's worth out of it. I've oh, gotten yeah. more out of this game than I've gotten out of a lot of games I have paid for. So mm-hmm. at, at that point is the only point where I'll touch an in game store at all. So, <clears throat> but there are some people that get freaking offended by the idea of these little microtransactions. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think it's a good thing. You know, I don't, I, I don't see the, uh when you when you're looking at something like a battlefield you know and you're okay well it's a random roll to see if you get this particular uh keychain to go on your magazine or (laughs) something you know it's like i really want the one with the smiley face on it and you keep rolling it and two weeks later you still don't have it you know okay you pay a buck fifty and you get the damn thing
1: um and i think in general most people are okay with cosmetic only stores um it's really only an issue when it becomes pay to win, um, which is kind of, you know, the balancing act a lot of these games have to do, um, you know, Magic uh, MTG Arena is a really good example of, you know, pay to speed up type thing, which is okay. I think, I, th-
0: I, think it's a, I think it's a very important, because I was going to mention this, the moment you said pay to win, paying to speed up is not paying to win, right? in my mind. It's uh, anything that makes something happen faster is a luxury item. If I can grind and get well, the same result as somebody else, it's not the same to
1: me. Let's, let, w- I think we do need to draw a line, though, that there is a such thing as pay to speed up so fast that it becomes pay to win. Sure, I could yeah, earn it, but it, it's going to take me 500 hours.
0: <laughs> if it takes you 500 hours to do something I can do in five seconds by clicking the pay button, then yeah. If it takes me um a day worth of grinding to i I don't know that really just depends on how much you're willing to throw down when you do pay yeah because i can buy 100 packs in hearthstone day one day one i roll out the you know the expansion just dropped bam i've got 100 packs now inside of those packs i don't know what's going to be there right i know i'm guaranteed a legendary every so many packs Uh, but do I know that I'm going to have all the things I need? No, I know I'm going to have a lot of dust from duplicates and I'm going to, you know, use those to craft, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I don't see that as a, uh, I don't see that as game breaking because you earn packs so often you earn about a pack a day, if not sometimes more. And usually at the beginning of an expansion, they throw packs at you. So you end up with, you know, five free packs on launch day.
1: I think... Um, I think the bigger pay to win issues right now with n- n- current games, uh, you know, say the last year, is really more on the mobile side, you know, trying to get that mobile money. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are really bad. Um, I've talked about uh, Avalon, uh, Kings of Avalon, Knights of Avalon, whatever it was I played. It was horrendously pay to win in the sense that, you know, you could buy resources to level up faster. And it was a never-ending chase for free-to-play players. Um, And there are a couple other games, I mean, that's kind of the trend amongst mobile games is you pay, you're going to be top of the leaderboards, top of the food chain, and in a game like Avalon with PvP, you just bully everybody below you that doesn't pay. (laughs) Yeah, And it's it's a miserable time. Um, I spent way too much time in that game, just out of spite, trying to uh, catch up and get revenge and... Uh, be able to defend against uh, pay to win players <laughs>
0: Yeah, and that that's, uh, brings me to another thing that you know I think about kind of often is you know uh, my kids are at the age where they're starting to get phones
2: mm-hmm.
0: and on these phones they want to play games Man, you know so I get them usually what they want fluctuates from week to week so they'll you know uninstall and reinstall different games based on what their friends are playing or whatever Oh, man. I'm, I'm just always worried that these microtransactions are going to get right there and become like, okay, well, I want this hammer and Roblox, so I'm going to pay five ninety nine for it, <laughs> and it's two clicks away from using your daddy's credit card. That's the kind of stuff that, you know, it's like, okay, this is, this is the kind of stuff I need to watch out for.
1: Yeah.
0: You know? And I, I always make sure that I delete all my information off my kids' phones, obviously, but Still, the fact that it could be so close, you know, I think about how easy it is in Hearthstone. Hearthstone, you're three clicks away from buying $60 worth of stuff, <laughs> you know. It's like click, 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 there. So I imagine my kids doing it and just, you know, and you wake up in a cold sweat at night like, did I take my credit card information off there? Did I make sure to delete all that when when I got done buying that thing for...
1: Real oh quick, God. we are on episode 81. My notes were correct. <laughs> Good job. There's a reason... Give him a hand. There's a reason Dragon Quest 11 <laughs> wasn't on my list for this week, because that wasn't this week. Okay, I'm not crazy. My lists were just so similar, but then I looked at the game and I saw Dragon Clip. I was like, okay, I know I talked about that one last time. <laughs> there you go. Or a spreadsheet just needs to be updated. But yeah, so one of the things, talking about paying for stuff, uh, the DS, um, 2DS and 3DS. So one thing I really like about that is you can put a pen for the payment stuff. <laughs> So Uh on my daughter's DS, I set my payment stuff up in there, but then I locked it behind the parental controls. So she can play demos, you know, as long as they're in the age range. I allow her to play all she wants. Um, But when it comes to buying something, only I can do that, you know, with the pen.
0: That makes sense. That's a a whole lot of good right there. See, I'm going through the uh, the Play Store and all this stuff right Mm -hmm. here, and I've got it set up to where, you know, to pay... It always confirms with me on my, uh, you know, on my stuff, Mm -hmm. but, oh, and going through my monthly statement to see what they've downloaded and all that kind of, (laughs) uh, tell you what, I, I didn't think I'd need to do that. I found out real quick, like their friends get on there and they mention this and boom, that shit's downloaded.
1: Oh
0: yeah. (sighs) It don't take them no time. So
1: yeah, that's something that I'm, I'm surprised I haven't been asked about it because my daughter doesn't have a phone. Um, but a lot of her friends at school do. Um, mm-hmm. So um, keep yeah. them that
0: way for as long as you can.
1: Yeah, my real quick, my thought on that is because um, I was asked this not too long ago. Uh, my thought is when they start driving, that's when they need <laughs> a phone. <laughs> um, before then, I don't think so.
0: Uh, see, my kids, uh, my kids are in a unique situation where they get home before I do. Mm-hmm. So if it so happens that the network of adults in my life that are supposed to meet them at the house, you know, when they get off the bus, are not there, then either of my daughters can, you know, whip their phone out and go, Daddy, I'm at the house, but no one's here. And I can go, yep, I'm, I'm going home. I'm going home right now to, to rectify that. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going to put my foot in some adult's ass
2: mm-hmm. behind
0: the scenes. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, just in case, because I, I don't know, I'm, maybe I'm just paranoid, but. That's one of those things that lingers in my mind, like, what happens if they get off the bus and they're just standing, it's like 20 below, (laughs) and they're just standing outside waiting on somebody to show up.
1: I'm not saying there aren't good reasons to do it otherwise, but that's just kind of my mentality, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm in a fortunate situation where I don't have to worry about any of that. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, last year, excuse me, last school year, my daughter was homeschooled, so. And this is actually our first oh, year being in a public school. How
0: is that adjustment?
1: Um it's not too bad. Um it's a lot easier than we were expecting. That's good.
0: Yeah. That's real good. I I imagine that it would be actually harder to adjust to the reverse, being a public school kid and then starting to get homeschooled cuz suddenly now you have to take home seriously.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's it's it, and it's weird too because I think being homeschooled for a year kind of helped with transition um because i was very aware of you know what she'd kind of be expected to know so in private school they were on a accelerated curriculum so they basically taught the grade ahead um uh-huh. so when she was homeschooled part of it was review, and then part of it was you know she was supposed to learn uh for this year so she in theory should have had a little bit of head start not that it helped but that's a theory behind it Um, but really the biggest transition part is that it's so much bigger. Um, the private school she was in was a single building, you know, old, old school type school. Um, you know, you have the single building, you know, almost like the, uh, the cartoon drawings you see where it's got the, you know, red brick, one like room on the picture. It's not one room at the private school, but not, it wasn't that many. Um, Mm -hmm. it was kind of, yeah. So Going from that, where the entire population, student population, was you know a 100, 150, to this school where it's probably like a thousand, um, the building, you know, walking from end to end, it takes it's you like more than thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah,
0: that was that was one of the big things when I was going to high school. It's like the first month was just figuring out where shit was,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and somebody be like, "Hey, you know how to get to the band room from here?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Fuck no." <laughs> yeah. and, I, and where's the gym i go down the you gotta find the main hall and i have no idea how to get back to it from here <laughs> so you're
1: fucked yeah i didn't have any of those issues um her school that she's at now is much bigger than na i ever went to either that's cool but yeah so that rabbit hole we got down into. <laughs> uh um, that's cool
0: the rabbit holes are fun
1: yeah <clears throat> uh jumping back to my week um talking about magic arena so i previously had complained about how i couldn't play the new expansion because they only had you know the gems they had to pay for to play it um Mm -hmm. they finally released the or started the ranked season over like i thought when they did the rank reset they unlocked the uh new expansion for gold so i have now played four sets of ranked drafts um nice. these are not best of threes, these are best of ones formats. Uh best of three is gems only, excuse me, which is what was available before. Again, I'm not playing with gems, so don't want the gold is what I do. I'm also not sure I would do very well at best of three. Um I'm not smart enough at the game for that. Um so I I talked about this a little bit before. I do not do drafts for the rewards for winning. I do them for the cards I get while drafting. (laughs) I do it to build my collection so then I can hopefully build a deck that won't lose me every game. So that being said, I tracked my win-loss record. So keeping in mind that in these drafts, you lose three games, your draft is over, and you get whatever reward you get. A pack or two, depending on how uh, high you got, plus some gems. Um, Mm -hmm. So my first game, I tried to force my draft, which you never want to do. You never want to force a... you know certain deck type in a draft because it's entirely dependent upon what cards you get, so you want to build around that. Um, but I knew going in, I wanted a Rakdos deck, which is red black, um, and so I did it. I picked a bunch of really good Rakdos cards, um, wasn't enough, but I got a, a fair amount. It was a decent deck, um, decent enough for me to go one and three, um, which was about what I expected for my first draft in a new expansion. My next one. I want to say was a blue deck. I don't know if I was even comboed. I think I just splashed a little bit with it. it might have been blue black. Um, I don't even remember. I, I think I just loaded it up on counter spells and went with that. But that one got me 2-3, which is an improvement. I won one more game, which got me like 10 25 more gems. Um, the third game, I went 3 and 3, which nice. I think 3 wins is my current is it tied with my previous record for most wins in a draft. <laughs>
0: See, I I love it when I'm because they do the arena in Hearthstone. It's just kind of the same. You get, you get, they give you three cards and they're like, pick one of these three. And then they give you three more cards and they're like, pick one of these three. And you do that until you've got a full deck. Um, when I ever, whenever I try to build for something, I always end up getting 90% of what I need and like the one critical card that is necessary to complete it, I don't get. Yeah. So, I'll end up like, oh, man, this deck would be awesome if I could just pick up, you know, blah uh, blah blah card, and yeah, no, it doesn't come up.
1: Yep. That's how it goes, and that's why, like I said, you can't force a deck type in Magic. Um, you're picking, basically, from uh, 15 cards per pack, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember. Um, but you get a ton of draws. So you draw a ton of cards, have a ton of options, but you'll see two cards you really want on one draw, and... You pick one, and the other one may never show up again. The AI may get it, because um, it's a hidden draft thing with AI filling in the other roles. Um, hmm. Yeah, so that was it for that day. I went out on a you know a high note, three and three. I did another one.
0: You gave as much as you took, yeah. at the very least.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I played another draft earlier this week, or actually a couple of days ago, I think, um, just because I... Wanted to play some magic, and there wasn't any other modes I really cared about playing at the moment. I don't even remember what I drafted. It was more of a that one. That one evolved because <laughs> I think I started out. um It was like okay, I'm white green. No, I'm green blue. Maybe splash some black. No, get rid of the black. There's not any more cards I want. That's too much mana to worry about. Um, and then at the end, I was like, uh I need just get rid of all the white cards. So I'm just a green black deck which I don't know what the name is for that one offhand. Um, I was like, okay, this isn't great. But I got some ramp, which is, you know, building up mana at a pretty fast pace. And Mm -hmm. I think this will be okay. Um, I ended up going two and three on that one. So I was pretty happy with that. I was obviously hoping to go for four and three, you know, to keep the constant increase going. But I kind of went downhill. But to be fair, there was like a week in between. So I was out of practice, you know, had to (laughs) de-rust. There you uh, go. One, and yeah, it's one of those things where I look at drafting as almost like rare drafts and collection drafting. I'd be like, yeah, this card would make this deck more playable, but this one will make the other deck I want to play outside of drafting more playable. I'm going to get that one. <laughs> so um,
0: That's how you do it. I mean, the, I look at it whenever I, I start going and I realize that like everything I was trying to do halfway through the deck is just fucked um <laughs> that's when i go okay which one of these cards do i think is just the most powerful yeah yeah you know? so i'll prioritize class cards which i guess they don't have in magic but uh, i'll i'll prioritize you know cards that i know are going to be above their mana value yeah or slightly ahead of their curve um uh, and you know just hope for the best you know i start looking at okay well where's my how many one-mana cards do I have? How many two, three, four, five, yep. six? And, uh, and I started, okay, well, let me balance this out. I need to pick a couple lower cards. Dah, 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 dah. Oh, I ain't passing that shit. Pick that up. Okay, yep.
1: Yeah, I so. I don't think this is in draft, but I had a game where I was using one of my red decks, I think, if it wasn't in draft. Um, mm-hmm. But I ended up winning the game with two mana. I got mana screwed. But I had so many one and two drops in the deck that I just kept throwing out the low mana cards, and it won me the game. It was so hilarious. I felt so bad for the other person, uh, but it was such a good feeling to win with two mana. <laughs> um,
0: so, um, let's see. Have there been any like significant nerfs or buffs here in uh here recently in Magic?
1: Um, there is talk about a couple cards. Um. That may be nerfed or banned, rather, uh, from arena or certain modes oh, in arena shit. at least. Uh, They'll ban the
0: coward outright. They they Not don't even do it just often. Nerf it?
1: They don't do it often. Okay. Um, but this uh, next to the fate is one I've talked about before, where the other person gets another turn, um, mm-hmm. but it is instant speed. And with the latest expansion, you can infinitely do it. Uh, you could infinitely do it before. But there are cards that make it even easier to go infinite now, um, and it's kind of broken certain things. Certain modes are very frustrating to play, um, because sure, you can. there are ways to counter it. I mean, just having a counter spell, and it's countered. But aside from being instant speed, it also goes back into your library after you play it. So mm. there's basically decks that self-mill so that they run out of cards except for... Next is a Fate. So whatever their win condition is, they can play it uh, on their opponent turn loop, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, or they can just smash you in the face with one creature they have out um, and you can't do anything because your mana is all tapped from, you know, the previous five turns they've taken. Um, it's it's not a good experience. Yes, there are counters. Yes, it can be played around. It's not that bad in Best of Three. It's not like it's taking over the tournament scene. Um, but...
0: Nobody likes to feel powerless. Yeah, it's nobody likes to lose and, and just watch like some cheese get put on them. Yeah, and they're like, okay, I realize I can't escape this. Just go ahead and kill me. That's not that's not a situation you want your players to be in.
1: Yeah, so it's a very poor experience on Arena, um, and there are I don't know what the latest is, but I'm just paying attention. You know, to people that stream Magic that know a lot more about it than I do. Um, There does seem to be talk about banning it at least in arena in certain modes. You know, best of one, maybe, or uh, the casual mode. or I wouldn't say the very casual one, but probably best of ones, not allowing it. I don't know. I I would have no issues whatsoever if they banned it completely from the planet. Um, (laughs) I hate the card. But in all fairness, like I said, there are counters. I just don't play any of them. So if I run up against one of those decks... I just try to, You're screwed. I just try tried him in the face until they can trigger it. Because um, it's not an instant win. They have to have a setup for it. So, typically when you have a Nexus to Fate deck you're playing against, you have probably, let's say, four four or five turns to kill your opponent before they are going to be able to do this.
0: Is um, it really obvious they're setting up for it?
1: Sometimes. Um, huh. Sometimes it's really obvious. Other times, it's not. It, it all depends on what kind of deck they're running it in, um, and also how much experience you have. Like me i sometimes will notice but more times than not i'm like oh this is okay now i understand what they've been playing towards now they're setting me up for okay yep time to leave this game or make them play through 20 minutes until they finally kill me you know through the loops Mm -hmm. make them earn their win it all depends what kind of mood i'm in um but like watching day nine play within the first couple turns he's like oh this is probably a nexus of fate deck um because there are certain combinations that are best for it. So if you see certain patterns, you know, the first couple turns, you can typically guess what kind of deck it is. I don't have that kind of skill, nor do I play meta decks. Um, I'll see someone use something against me, and I'll throw it into a deck and build on top of that. Like my main, I talked about before, my main Ajani deck. Um, I So Ajani is one of the decks they give you, just straight up for, you know, playing the game. But I've modified mine way beyond the stand the normal one. Um because I got killed by a deck that used uh God, I just went blank on the name. But basically it's anytime a non or any time a token creature would be created, it creates a four four flyer instead, which is really wow. good. Um and there are cards, you know, create three tokens. <laughs> so I I mixed that with my Ajani deck. So now I have basically a deck that's not great at either one, but certain combinations—if I get certain draws—I'm like winning the game turn five. Um,
0: that's a, that. That's always been one of my favorite things to do: is just kind of theory craft based on card interactions. Like yeah. I had a uh, I had a paladin set up, and I don't think this was in any sort of meta, but uh, paladins had this legendary weapon that uh, it would. It had a death rattle on it, which is a thing that triggers when the weapon is destroyed. Right. And it uh it would buff the shit out of a card and give that card the death rattle, re-equip the legendary weapon. Yeah. So uh, you know, you you play the hammer or whatever, you use it to beat someone in the face, or you destroy it somehow, and it buffs a card, you throw that card out, that card gets killed, you get a hammer back. Well I was like, okay, I'm gonna put it on cards that duplicate themselves. So <laughs> I'd have like six or seven little minions come out and they'd all have this same buff on them and all have the same death rattle so as soon as they broke it equipped a hammer and multiple them dying per turn so they're buffing multiple things per turn oh it's great
1: yeah there's a magic it was a uh, hard setup, and it similar wasn't similar like that
0: yeah it do, it doesn't work uh it's you know it's slow to roll out and it wouldn't work in ladder very well but i i i thoroughly amused myself every time i pulled it off yeah and you could see the frustration building in the enemies. Like, you know, your opponent is just like, motherfucker, I see what you're doing, you bastard.
1: Yeah. And the do- I, had, I,
0: had, I had cards that come out and they would just immediately become another one of something I already had on the board mm-hmm. and I'd make it become one of those. Yeah. Stuff like that.
1: Oh, hey, there's actually a news article. I opened up the magic uh client to, um, uh, what you call it, Uh, look at that card. Uh, Divine Visitation is the one that changes the tokens and Mm -hmm. in the client there's you know the little scrolling ticker that tells you a few things about the latest modes and stuff and right on my screen as I look it says arena standard ban list learn more about what's happening with Nexus (laughs) of Fate so as of two days ago uh, Nexus of Fate is banned in arena standard Uh, so I believe that is the best of one yeah arena standard is best of one and traditional and special is best of three or other stuff so yeah now it's banned on arena or it's restricted it's not banned it's just certain format and they go into this long drawn out thing about uh what uh you know how they made the decision they have these paragraphs talking about Uh it um which is cool i i like that they did it um
0: i I like when people thoroughly explain what they do yeah i don't like to see stuff come out and then just be like here's here's your shit you know i like to hear this is why this got changed
1: yeah something interesting i just saw as i'm I'm scrolling through this just to see what their little headers were um Mm. there's one about collections and anyone that had the card got wild cards the same number of wild cards Hmm. So, I'm looking now, because I think I have it from a thing. No, I don't have it, unless they took it out. But I don't think they... No. No, I didn't have it. Okay, never mind. I was going to say, I thought I never had mind. more wild cards than normal for Mythic Rare, but that's cool that they gave people the thing, so...
0: Yeah, whenever whenever uh, Hearthstone decides to just, just completely and utterly wreck a card, especially like a legendary, they'll give you your mana back. <laughs> yeah. They give you the dust it's worth back. Like yeah, go go pick another card of the same value because this bitch is gone.
1: Yep, but good on them. Good on them. Um, the only other thing really about Arena uh, is I love their other modes. Um, last weekend was Popper, which means you can only use common cards. Uh, mm-hmm. This weekend are Singleton decks, which means you can only have one copy of a card in your deck. So a lot of decks, you know, run four of each of their cards, pretty much. <laughs> A couple uh-huh. of them might have two depending on what kind of utility they have. But it's typically like, okay, four of these, four of these, four of these, four of these. Singleton, you can only have one copy of a card. So hmm. lots of fun. Um, and it's free this weekend. You don't even have to pay the gold to enter. Um, but you don't win gold. You just win, you know, alternate art cards. But it's still fun to just go in with the deck and play.
0: Now, when you say alternate cards, do you mean alternate enter. art? Yeah. Alternate art. Okay.
1: Um, That's not bad. Yeah, the card is... uh, that The common card is uh, Duress, Hmm. which is a discard card thing. And then there's the... For five wins is the alternate of Galta, uh, which is a badass dinosaur. Um, Nice. I've won one Galta now. I've won like eight of the other ones because I keep losing. Um, I actually went online and downloaded a deck list... Uh, for this mode um, that someone else used. It was similar to one I had built myself, but it, it was much better. It was actually a full, you know, thought-out thing. I just went in and picked cards that I thought would play okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, you just did what you thought would be best. You didn't check with the... Yeah, it, it, I, that goes back to my WoW rating days where it was like, okay, how far am I off from the meta? Let's see, let's what, frickin' Icy Veins say, oh, they say I need more of this. Well, fuck them i'm yeah. doing this yeah
1: yeah uh, the good thing about it was i was only missing like three cards so i used some mm-hmm. wild cards for it and had a playable deck and it got me one win so far one yep. five game wins
0: <laughs> yeah that was one of the things is uh back when let me just sidetrack everything with the story here but um back when uh warlords of draenor was coming out they had uh specific setup they were trying to get all the gladiator style warriors to go gladiator was like a new spec for warrior and I was like yeah you know what I've played a lot of wow I think I could figure this out on my own and (laughs) it's always nice it's always nice to feel vindicated with uh with exactly what I had come up with on my own Mm -hmm. and then looking and finding out that it's 95% Ninety-five percent of what they recommended, everybody else do.
1: Yeah, that that reminds me of when I played Rifts before they killed my build. Um, oh, there was I've talked about this before on the podcast, um, but I had built up a I want to say it was a two-handed sword tank build, uh, the Justice R, mm-hmm. um, and it was viable. It was, uh, you know, it obviously lacked in defense somewhat, but it was enough to tank but it also had more damage output than a typical tank. So it was a good hybrid. Um, And it was totally viable. Um, And then they completely nerfed and changed the tree. So that's when I quit the game.
0: (laughs) There you go.
1: Yep. 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 (laughs) All right. So I was talking about how it was the week of betas. The other one um, Uh was Division 2, which I played Division 1 a little bit. I couldn't get into it. Um, This is before they did all the updates. I went back, played it some more after it got to 1.8 or whatever the big, you know, game-changing update was. It Mm. felt the same, so I didn't really play it very much either. Just went back to Destiny, essentially. Um, So, Destiny 2, or, excuse me, uh, Division 2, Private Beta, which I guess is essentially just a closed beta, just a different word for it for some reason. Private
0: Beta makes me think it's like yeah, this is a beta. You're like one of the friends of the developers or something. You know?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, what was interesting is it, this is another one of those betas. And I think Ubisoft does this a lot where you can invite friends to it. So, like, I could have invited two people to play. And I actually posted it on Facebook and I think nobody was interested. <laughs> Damn. Um, but, yeah, I had two keys for it. I could have given out. But so I played it for a little bit um i don't know how long i actually played i think i'd have to pull up uh whatever that client is for ubisoft do you play a thing yeah it's actually not showing up so i guess it's not on the list of game stuff right now anyway um yeah this one i got actually got an email invite for so that was cool um because i'm signed up to like play pretty much or at least try to play every ubisoft beta um 'Cause I was in the Trials Rising beta and stuff like that. So it's fun getting, you know, a peek into some of these things ahead of yeah. time. Um but yeah, Division Two, for me, it feels pretty much like Division One. Um there are there are obvious improvements, quality of life changes and stuff, but gameplay wise it felt the same. Um I don't So
0: no major like
1: differences or well, for my little bit of experience, not really. Um, but again, See, I, didn't, I
0: didn't play the I didn't play much of the division. I I was really on board with it. And I, I'll i tell you what turned me off was, you know, I, I'm used to playing a lot of uh, first and third person shooters. Like I played a lot of Ghost Recon. I played a lot of Rainbow Six Vegas and stuff like that. But when I noticed that, like, everything was going off like a hit point system just instantly took me off the game. I was like, um, oh, now I'm gonna, now everybody's gonna be kind of bullet spongy and and uh, just not sure if I want to go with this. And then, uh, in the very first little iteration of it, all the negativity came out, and I was like, oh, yep, nope, good, I dodged a bullet on that one. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry to interrupt.
1: Oh, <laughs> good. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people say it was really bad at the start, but like I said, at 1.8 or whatever it was, that's when everybody, a lot of people went back to the game, and then played it. You know hundreds of hours more like I did for Destiny Two, or Destiny rather back then. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm on the fence uh, whether or not I'm going to buy and play Division two. Um so I don't actually know when it, it releases. Like, March fifteenth is when it releases. So I've got a month. Do you have enough time
0: in your day to to play uh, you know both Destiny and that.
1: Is that well yeah, see I'm not really running. playing Destiny though. That's a thing. Whoa um, I have been playing it for a while.
0: They just lost you? Or did you just get busy playing other things?
1: It, the catch-up got too bad. um, Because for me to get caught up, I would have to sink probably like 60 hours worth of catch-up time. um, Because they took out certain things that would level you up faster. They've added some in, so it's better now. But it would still take like 60 hours to catch up. And that's maybe getting me where I need to be. Oh. And I just, I don't want to do that sync. I have other games I could play. So kind of the MMO mentality, yeah, I could play it and get caught up in all these other things. Or I could play, you know, 30 other games. <laughs> Damn. So I don't know. I I want more of it, more Destiny. And I, I enjoy every time I load it up and play some more. I absolutely love playing Destiny. I love the game as a whole. It's just... I'm so behind at this point because I got behind playing other games that it's harder to have fun with it now um, because I'm so behind. I, don't I know, know
0: that feeling. I'm 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 kind of the same way with WoW right now. It's like every time I think about it, I'm like, eh, but I'd have to go through a level. I'd have to level my main just to be able to get to the in-game content and then I'm behind. And yeah, that's a good reason not to go back. Yeah. Let me just look away <laughs> from it. But then I think, oh, but if another expansion comes out, I'll be even further behind. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Yeah. It's bad.
1: Yeah. So. Like I said, I don't know if I'll play I have a month to decide. We'll see what I come up with by then. I probably won't, but we'll see. We'll, we'll check back in. We'll, we'll find out. Yep. Um, so, I, it's no secret to you guys in our audience that I like simulation games um that's mm. one of the genres i play quite a bit um so last week a game came across my you know splash screen on steam um and it calls itself a cyberpunk management sim i'm like right, right. okay this is interesting and it's only 10 bucks so why not right
2: uh-huh.
1: excuse me that's kind of the trend with these sim games that will be like 10 bucks or 15 bucks i'm like okay that's <laughs> worth a shot it looks okay
0: that's like a coffee, you
1: know? <laughs> um, Might as well give it a shot. So it's it's an interesting game. Um, I don't think it's a fun game, but it is an <laughs> interesting game. The premise is, and I don't think it should be called Cyberpunk at all. I get kind of why they say that, but it's kind of misleading. Um, okay. Basically, what you're doing in this is it's a futuristic setting, where the world is different as far as governments go, like the United States is run by corporations, so maybe not so much different. Um, so but yeah, it's like
0: a <laughs> corporate dystopia kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and you know, other countries like um, Africa is divided into North and South Africa, and they're in they're you know one country each. They're not you know individual countries make up that anymore, et cetera. You know, these combined regions into mega uh, corporations or mega. Uh, countries etc um, and the premise is you are running a business um, you've been recruited by this you know council of shadowy figures that you never see their face because of course that's what they do you know they're secret and shadowy um,
0: as they you know as yep. secret shadowy figures tend to be yep you
1: know um, and the premise is they're putting you in charge of the company to uh, they're your board of directors, they're your council. Um, they put you in charge of this, you know, startup company and your idea is to build up, to join their ranks and support them via these genetic experiments to basically where you and the council will live forever. Uh, the name of this game is called Spenortality. Spinor- Don't know quite why the name like that, but basically immortality is the big part of it. Um, mm-hmm. It actually might be spin mortality. No, look it, it, it looks like it's two ends, but oh, it actually is two ends. But in the, in the logo, it looks like an M. So it's spin or spin mortality, but basically it focuses on immortality. And you have these projects where you can research uh, genetics, move yourself into another body. So, because you actually have an age and you will die at a certain year of the game if you don't Full get this shit. research to this point. But you yeah, have plenty of time, it seems. Um, the reason I say this isn't fun is it feels unbalanced and too many features are wasted. Um, I, How so? So you have different things you can research um, and you have a workforce you manage and uh, you have to you know kind of keep those balanced because at a certain point you can unlock AIs. But if you have too many AIs... The human workforce doesn't feel appreciated, you know, so you have to, you know, have this balance of ratios and whatnot. Um, and your workers are what you use to research, um, which is kind of odd because you don't use your workers for work. You're just using the research stuff that you then do.
0: Are you doing the research on them?
1: No, no. Huh. They're just working okay. on the research is all they do.
0: So you can't have just like a completely automated system where you have nothing but AIs. Where you could. just get rid You of absolutely
1: could. Um, but... AIs and humans are better at different things. Um, so AIs are really good at research. Um, I don't mm. know what humans are really good at, but they're good at something. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so they're, uh, the, and there are different aspects of research. So, you know, AI is better at one aspect and humans are better at the other. But anyways, so you have this workforce and you have to pay them. So that takes out of your income. Um, I think you even pay AIs, but it's probably maintenance cost equivalent. Um, okay. But, so you have your workforce and stuff, but you research these things and then you decide where you're going to launch what product. So kind of to start with, you start with social media. So basically you create your own social media platform and you push it out to certain countries, um, which just pushing it out as the base idea. And then you have, uh, what do you call uh, your focus area for that? So uh, you'll push it out to this country. And you'll focus on how secure it is and how private it is for the country is their political alignment and the uh, beliefs of, you know, the members of that country is, you know, they care about the privacy and they want security. So you kind of focus that your advertisement essentially towards their desires, their beliefs. Um, In a different country, you advertise it differently. And based on how good your advertisement aligns with their beliefs you get more money Um, go figure, right? So you're trying to make, you're trying to stay in the green and make money so that you can spend it researching other things and launching other campaigns, other products. And then, you know, just keep building up. Um, I played for roughly an hour and a half. I got to where I had no issue with money very quickly. There is another little system where you basically can call in favors and you have to use those favors to unlock certain stuff. And uh, things will cost favors to unlock. And it's it's very odd. But like I said, I don't think it's balanced. Because like I, the social media is essentially my, the foundation of everything I did. If I launched something else, it's just because I was bored and wanted to do something <laughs> else. Um, I was like, I don't have anything going on in this country other than my social media. So why not? I've researched like seven other things at this point social media is making me the most money because I have everything for it unlocked. So I don't really have a reason to bother with another one unless the board of directors ask me to do it. Because they'll give you these little objectives and their approval for you unlocks bonus stuff and makes a difference in the game. Um, So you want to keep the board of directors happy as well. Um, So it's an interesting sim. um, But like I said, I don't think it's a fun one. It, It just seemed yeah
0: now is this a is this a full game mm-hmm. or is it like a green light early nope. access kind of deal nope. or
1: this launched february 1st huh. so it's a brand new game
0: um, so it it basically shipped with these balance issues yeah i wonder i wonder if it came from green light and like this was what the people supporting it wanted or if it was dave hey, what do you, who makes this
1: uh it's one person i think James Patton. Let's see if he has anything else on Steam. Nope. <laughs> so Correct. probably one person made the game, which good on him. He got my ten bucks, so what I guess, you know, hey, he got me. Um, <laughs>
0: him and that guy from uh, No Man's Sky are high fiving right now, like, yeah. Got their money.
1: I don't think I don't think it was early access or anything. I think it was just the uh Oh, it was a Kickstarter game. Okay, it's really? a Kickstarter with a beta and... Thre-
0: you would think that the Kickstarter crowd would be beating his ass over that kind of stuff, but I don't well, know. It, there,
1: there's only 103 reviews. They're mostly positive, but there are certainly <laughs> negative reviews um, from Kickstarter. It looks like it backers. hit
0: exactly the, the niche that they were yeah. targeting with their Kickstarter campaign. I guess if, if certain people wanted a certain type of game made, they were willing to Kickstart it, and it got made and they liked it, then there's really no reason to complain. <laughs> so, yeah. But for people on the outside like us, it's like, huh? This is weird. Yeah, I've seen so many good Kickstarter ideas just go by the wayside. Yeah. It's like, oh man.
1: But, like I'm I said... I'm a sucker
0: for good mechanics.
1: Yeah. Like I said, it was only 10 bucks. So, it, huh? for $10, bucks, i probably okay. Um, did I get my money's worth? Not really, but I'm okay with how that. How long
0: would it take you to finish a cup of coffee from Starbucks? <laughs> if you played the game at least that long, it was worth it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't drink coffee. Um, well,
0: then it was definitely not worth it. If you're not willing to buy overpriced coffee, then you can't judge games by that measure.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate Mike was not here because the next game I played, and I only played it for 10 minutes just to get it set up, basically, and to see mm-hmm. how it ran on uh, my PC and with the, get, get the control set up is Katamari Damacy Reroll, um, the game he oh, was gushing snap. about recently. Um, I only played for 10 minutes, just long enough to do the tutorial, get my controls set up, and I think I did the first level after the controls set up. Um, uh-huh. I, I love the Katamari games. I hate their, control, their default controls. Yeah, it's look, such a miserable... But I don't know if this is just in re-roll or if the original had it, because if the original had it, I'm very annoyed. But in re-roll, they actually have alternative controls, which you only use one stick to control the stupid ball. (laughs) So I was like, oh, my God. But you can't select it until after you do the tutorial that teaches you the controls. So you have to get through the horrible control tutorial, and then you can change it. There you go. I found that purely by accident by trying to figure out where I could save my game and exit. Because it's...
0: Uh, uh, I'm glad that you found something to make it better. I've, I, I, you know what? I bought that game for my kids years ago, and I was like, yeah, yeah, here's something they'll enjoy. It's right next to Viva Pinata. <laughs> you remember that game? Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, y'all can just fuck off with this. And I found my. They're like, hey, daddy, get me through this level. And I was like, oh yeah, sure, I'll do that. Oh my god, this game is
2: awesome.
0: <laughs> So, suddenly, like, they noticed their percentages on their file going up, and they're like, what happened? Oh, yeah, I got, found this dude, and I went back and did this for you. And
2: <laughs> yeah, that's... All
0: the levels they hadn't beat, or, or <laughs> all the levels they had gone through, I went back and, you know, upped all the stuff on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man, that's how that worked out.
1: Um, sorry, I'm just uninstalling Spin Mortality now that I talked about it.
0: Oh, um... <laughs> yeah, get
1: rid of that shit. Um, the... So... I, okay, yesterday two games launched, one of them being Metro Exodus, the other one Uh Far Cry New Dawn. Uh Um,
0: Uh-oh. You know what? I I think I caught you. I think I I caught you playing Far Cry the other day. You're going to have to tell me about that.
1: Yeah, so before I talk about playing Far Cry, let me talk you about this experience I had. So Uh talking about Steam earlier, this is the game, Far Cry is the game I was trying to install when all these other weird things started happening. Okay, mm-hmm. I was preloading it because I was like, okay, I'm gonna play it, so I pre-ordered it the day before and preloaded it, and it, you know, at it said at noon it was gonna unlock. Okay, cool. So after dealing with all those other games doing their thing while I was trying to install it, like, okay, whatever. So it said, you know, done, preloaded, and it was cut off, so I couldn't tell what else. It said, but I basically, got the impression is when it unlocks, it will finish. So. Okay. Yesterday, noon rolls around, and nothing happens. So I hit the thing, and uh, it goes to the download queue, and it starts a unpacking thing. Well, apparently there's this bug that can happen in Steam sometimes where a game will unpack forever and never actually make progress. So the fix is to clear your download cache and stuff. And Steam was like, okay, that's annoying, but sure. So I did that, and it did it again. So I'm like, okay. So I cleared my cache again because it's it gets stuck on the download screen when this is happening. You can't do anything with it. So I cleared my download cache again, but instead of telling it to download, I uninstalled the game and then reinstalled it completely. Um, mm-hmm. And that seemed to fix it. So I was finally able to get you know into the game. Um, but while this was going on, because all this I was having so many issues, um, I had installed Metro Exodus. And I did it on uh, uh, the Epic Game Store. Um, which ah, that's yes. that's a whole mess in its own right now, you know, the whole yes, exodus. To, yeah. And while I'm on the subject, I just looked, and Division 2 is not going to be on Steam. It is going to Epic Store as well. What um, the hell? That's, hey, Epic is giving a bigger cut. It's going to happen, you know? Yeah. Um, But so I went to Metro Exodus. I was like, okay, Far Cry New Dawn is going to be too many issues. I'm going to go load up Metro. So I go to load it up, and it goes on one of my screens, I went on the other one because I game on my second screen, not my primary. Um, there are no options. Or when I load up, there were no options. The menu was just blank. So I'm like, uh, okay. What? So I closed the game um, and I had Far Cry working at this point. So I was like, okay, I'll just play Far Cry for now. And I'll come back to figuring out what's going My computer is just being weird at this point. So I'm like, okay, it's probably neither game's fault. It's just my computer being weird. So I'll just go play Far Cry. Um, so Far Cry New Dawn. I haven't played any Far Cry. Essentially, mm-hmm. um I own most of them. I've never played any of them. Um, <laughs> what? So, yeah, it's the backlog, you know, the queue. Um, you so got a long backlog here. I was like, okay, New Dawn is set after Far Cry Five, but it's a side thing, and it's only forty bucks for the base game. So, I was like, okay, it's not a full price game. Sure, I'll, I'll jump into this one just to get the Far Cry feel, you know, um, see how it, what it's like. And I watched a couple hours of gameplay, uh, about an hour and a half, actually, I think, worth of gameplay of it as well. So I had a rough idea of, you know, the, or what it looked like and stuff. And um, it's, from my understanding, it's basically Far Cry 5's map, but, you know, basically redone, rescanned and a, a new story put on top of it.
0: You know, I think uh, I think they've done something similar in the past. I want to say it was Primal. Far Cry Three that they went and did uh Primal, which was it the one with the eighties overskin and like the uh, you know the electronic dinosaurs and stuff like that oh, in
1: um,
0: You know what I'm talking about?
1: N- sort of. I've heard yeah. it referenced, but Primal was based on a different one. I think so. I think that's probably the third time they've done this.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think what they do is they come out with the main a main. Entry in the series because this isn't Far Cry 6, is it?
1: Right, it is not.
0: This is a so they come out with a main numbered entry and then they come out with a, a reskin using the same stuff, just another, another story and then you know stuff like that.
1: Yeah, someone mentioned that Far Cry is basically getting the Assassin's Creed tr- uh, treatment, and some other games have done this. Uh, Call of Duty, I think, went to this kind of thing where every other year is a main game. And then uh-huh. in between is either no game or a spinoff side thing like Far Cry New Dawn is, um, uh-huh. which is okay. I mean, and it's okay mainly because they don't fully price it, you know. They don't price it at $60. It's $40. Um, so I've put... It, it's hard to gauge because for some reason I thought I had it open all night last night. Um, I have put probably 10 hours into it. Um, uh-huh. It is and I I don't know how much of this is my PC and how much of this is the game, but there has been so much freezing of the game. Like, every time, almost every time it has to load something major, like I'm going across the map and it starts loading the next area, freeze. Um, Well, shit. I'll open a crate, uh, these supply drops that happen around the map, it'll freeze. I'll go in my uh, perk screen uh, in the menu... Unlock a perk and then it will freeze. And I'm like, that's not good. What in the world is going on in this game? So I've tried a couple of things um, and it has reduced it somewhat. I don't know if it's coincidence or not. Um, Normally, so normally when I play games, I have all my other browsers and stuff open at the same time. It's not, it's a lot of stuff, but I have a beefy enough computer that really doesn't impact anything. Um, But I actually went in and closed every. Browser tab I have open had open other than my streaming dashboard, Um, which that's like 60 Chrome tabs closed. So that's that took me a while to sort out everything and bookmark things. Um, But I was like, maybe it's the issue, you know? So I Mm -hmm. did that. Um, That helped a little bit.
0: Hold up. You had 60 Chrome tabs open? Yeah. What the fuck
1: are you looking at, man? So I've got, you know, my standard email. Uh, Facebook. I have three different emails, you know, open. Uh, Email, Facebook. Facebook. That's two. Um, All right, now, that, 58 that's fifty-eight more four, to go. That's actually four, because <laughs> um, I have three different emails open. Uh, my podcast window with like four or five tabs for things to talk about, you know, on uh, upcoming episode or something like that. Um, I have my streaming window, which has my streaming dashboard and other tabs for that, you know, my analytics and a bunch of other stuff i have a window I, I,
0: i'm i'm willing to bet that you're like the top of your screen looks like my dad's like old like you who all uh, right yeah the yahoo hotbar it's, <laughs> no. kind of, it's like taking up half the screen no.
1: see I, I divide things up <laughs> into windows have. i divide myself into uh. windows so i have a window that's my main browsing window you know like i talking my email facebook my google docs for you know personal stuff uh mm-hmm. then i'll have a podcast window that only has that and then i have a twitch uh window that only has those i had a window that was only dnd stuff for sessions um and then i had a window that was basically game lookups uh, which was the one i closed the most stuff off most frequently i would open up you know a guide. like i said one for persona one for when i was playing it before um, I finally bookmarked that and closed it. I didn't want to lose it, you know, because I, I don't know what I'm going to play the next day. So I don't close things immediately. Um, but but yeah, so I, 60 tabs. Wow. Not too
0: bad. 60 tabs. I don't have a problem. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I knew where everything was,
1: too. So it was a very organized oh, tabs. And like I said, it there doesn't you. impact anything. Um, Chrome isn't the leaky, the memory leaky uh, thing it was before. Uh, Yeah, what what I do? I look
0: stuff up and then I close
1: Chrome. (laughs) Yeah, I had. Oh, I can't forget the uh, Unity window. All the Unity stuff. That one's reopened (laughs) because I've been working on stuff. But um, yeah, easy to get up to the tabs anyway. So yeah, (laughs) so I closed all my tabs except for my dashboard because I was streaming at the time. Um, And let's see what else did I do? I went and I disabled the UPlay overlay um, because I. I feel like that was causing some of it, where I was trying to connect out to the internet. And for some reason, Far Cry New Dawn and its internet connection seems odd. Um, Because, like, I would go to the pause menu and they have, like most Ubisoft games, they have a, you know, button you can click on and it loads the Ubisoft Club stuff inside the game or on an overlay type thing. That doesn't work. I click it and it just spins loading forever. It never connects. Um, mm-hmm. so there's obviously some issues there. So I disabled the overlay and it's funny when you start the game, it's like, uh, you actually have to click to proceed without the overlay. Cause it's like, we don't recommend you do this. <laughs> okay. <There> you <laughs> okay. You play. Um, so I did that. That seemed to help a little bit. And I actually went in and I excluded the installation directory from my antivirus to see if it was, you know, catching it while I was trying to read files and causing the lags. That didn't seem to have any impact. Maybe a little bit, but didn't seem to have any. So, I have no idea why it keeps doing this. I'll look at my resources. My PC resources are fine. Um, it'll freeze, and the CP- the CPU will be at like thirty you percent. know. So my- okay. Is
0: there anything inside the games files? It's like a crash log or anything like that, or
1: I I haven't got that far into looking into it. Um, it got to the point where that was my chance to you know get a sip of drink or Go check, uh, you know, something on Facebook. <laughs> I would just, <laughs> po- just find something else to do. Check my phone. He has
0: um, one tab per friend on Facebook. No. Just in case something updates on their page, I have more friends right than
1: there. that. <laughs> um, barely, but more friends than that. Um, But, yeah, so I've had a lot of... That's been a lot of the negative experience with it. Um, overall, the game is interesting. Um, the story of it is Interesting. Um, it's a post apocalyptic type environment, but it's not a fallout, you know, dark and bleak. This is an area that has actually regrown. Um, uh, basically, I think the lore is that the radiation clouds are basically surrounding this valley. Um, so there are ways in and out, but in general, once you go outside this area, it's a lot more radiation and it's more wastelandy. Um, so you've got mm-hmm. this little mini-paradise, if you will, in this valley. Um, and that's where the game takes place, which is the Far Cry 5 map, um, from what I understand. Um, the... I don't know. It's, it's not what I was expecting from all the hype that Far Cry gets. Um, mechanically, there are a couple weapons that are interesting, but they're pretty boring otherwise. And they have a tiered structure to weapons where it's only like tier 1, 2, and 3. They're not like statistically tiered, um, which I'm sure they are. You know, the higher ones do a little bit more damage, but it's not based on that. And the enemies are tiered 1, 2, and 3 as well. So if you're shooting a tier 2 enemy with a tiered 1 weapon, it does half damage. So (sighs) you have to match it with basically the tier. Um, You don't have to. You still can kill them, obviously, but it's harder to kill them with the lower tiered weapon. And they mix in the higher tiers kind of willy-nilly. Um, early on, you really don't hit any twos, but then you start seeing a lot more twos before you ever have twos unlocked because um, you have to upgrade your base to unlock the tier two weapon um, and then upgrade it again to unlock the tier threes. So I'm not a huge fan of that mechanic. Um, it's really limiting on what you can do when and where you kind of want to go across the map. Um and then there's the wild animals that will just murder you because they're tier 3 and a tier 2 weapon isn't enough to keep them from murdering you. Um I I'm glad I'm not playing this on hard because it would be miserable. I'm playing on normal and it's already annoying, but it's not a miserable experience. Playing on hard would be miserable. Mhm. Excuse
0: me. It just seems like, you know, they would those kind of limiting mechanics. I I can understand having like the you know, the rocket launchers or your really sick, nasty sniper rifles be tier three weapons or something like that. Mm-hmm. But the doing the same thing with the enemies and having them the damage scale like that. Eh,
1: yeah. And, and the way it seems
0: limiting and iffy to me.
1: Yeah. The way the weapon tiers work, too, is that there's basically one of each in each tier. So, like, there's a Tier 1 rocket launcher. There's a Tier 2 rocket launcher, and there's a Tier 3 oh, rocket Oh, no. And there's actually... Oh, no. Tier 2 has two different rocket launchers. Tier 3 has two or three...
0: So, so, the Tier 3 snake comes out, and you smoke him in the face with the Tier 3 A-10 strike, or the Tier <laughs> 1 A-10 strike, and he just shrugs it off and bites you, and you die. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, meh. Yeah. It, that It that becomes too video game to me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it breaks immersion i guess is yeah. the way it, is it, it. it's a
1: but, funny statement to hear when talking about video games but obviously we know what we're talking We, i understand what you're talking about when you say it
0: um it's a, there's just it just shatters my my connection to the character it's like yeah. well this should be killing them you know outright i just smoked this bear in the face with a rocket launcher there's no bear on earth that lives through rocket launcher shots i'm sorry
1: yeah uh, and yeah, to be fair, I haven't shot a bear a with a rocket pieces. launcher. Maybe that would help, but I stopped carrying it because I could only carry like two rounds for it, so... Yeah, I yeah. opted to carry a gun I actually could carry ammo for.
0: Now, maybe you should keep one around in case you're running that Tier 3 cricket.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> a Tier 3 boar is what made me run away. <laughs> it that, killed me. That was me. one of the
0: cool things, though, about that... Because I haven't played one since Far Cry 3. Mm-hmm. Okay, but... My favorite thing was always baiting like the the tigers and stuff into the little outpost camp things and watching them just <laughs> eat people. And, uh,
1: uh-huh. You're so one of you those people. Sit,
0: yeah, I'm one of those people that I just sit back and watch all the AI fight each other. It's it's amazing. Yeah. And I do, Back in the day that was that was really fun to do.
1: I do like that part of the game where uh AI interacts. Um it's not unusual, you know, to run around the map and there'll be gunshots, there'll be pedestrian and then uh uh, anime, but then there was uh, there was a part I did in the game where you have enemies and then you have enemy animals the enemy animals aren't in alliance with the enemies so if I put the enemy between me and the animal these tigers or tiger, dogs would uh, wild dogs would go after the enemy instead of me so I just sit back and shoot whichever one won
0: now will they go after each other so yeah, if you have like an enemy tiger and an enemy wild dog, will they fight each other? Um,
1: I don't know. I am, I think they're spread out too much to have that happen very often. Oh, okay, um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's, that
0: would be fun to see. Is like you got like a deer fighting a tiger, fighting a couple of squad of soldiers fighting <laughs> you.
1: Yeah, you know? it, it gets pretty chaotic too. Um, I, I so at the very beginning of the game, I don't know for sure, but. I'm pretty sure that I accidentally shot one of my teammates, the people that are on my side, and he started shooting me back. Oh, shit. So I was like, wait, this guy's on my side. Why is he shooting me? So I shot him some more, and he shot me some more. Yeah. And I was like, okay, <laughs> screw you. And I left. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure that's a story character, um, not one that is happy with you guys um, anyway. So I think that kind of, that, he might be one of the only ones that does that. Uh, at least that part of the game—that's a main story character. Um, normal pedestrians—I'm pretty sure they do the same thing as well. If you shoot them, they're going to start shooting back. Um, so that, that's a cool Do the normal thing.
0: people just carry guns in this society? Well, it's
1: post-apocalyptic, so if you're out wandering ah. the streets, yeah, you're going to. The people in settlements okay. won't necessarily. Makes a
0: little bit more sense, um,
1: but you also typically can't use that. your he weapons. Says it's like so.
0: the only valley that's not irradiated or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> That that makes slightly more sense yeah. than the, I was thinking GTA-type We oh, kept yeah. saying pedestrians. I was thinking,
1: oh, yeah. NPCs.
0: They're just uh, they're just wandering around, New- you know, going to get coffee or whatever, and yeah. then, you know, dude shoots them, and they're like, oh, fuck you, asshole.
1: Neutral NPC back. would probably be the better term. Um, yeah, so I'll probably keep playing it some more just to, you know, get through story-type stuff. Um, I don't know how much more I'll play it. It was just kind of one of those things. I was like, yeah, I'll play for a bit. Um, but so while I was trying to fix all the things, and after I'd closed my browser and, you know, made sure all my resources were cleared up on my computer, um, I went back to Metro, Exodus, loaded it up. And after, while I was trying to figure out what was going on with Far Cry, um, I try and after Doing, you know, the closing things out and getting my resources super low on my PC as a baseline. I loaded Mm -hmm. up Metro Exodus again. Um, This time, when I went to the store page, or not store, sorry, I was looking at the Steam store at the moment. Um, (laughs) When I went to the options screen, I had options this time. but But there are two things missing. One, which I typically expect to be missing, is a lot of games now in Far Cry had this, actually is you can choose which monitor you want to use for the game from the settings. So it'll automatically move it to the, you know, correct monitor, which is great in my split monitor setup. Um, The other thing that was missing was a windowed mode or full screen windowed or any, you cannot change it out of full screen. You cannot alt enter. So I cannot play the game unless someone played on the wrong monitor. Now I could switch, you know, what my primary screen is, and I'm sure that would fix it. But this is a very odd thing. And I purposely have my gaming screen not to set to primary so that any pop-ups, notifications, default windows, etc., don't show up on the screen. So that was a very odd thing to have happen. Um, and that's kind of why I just went back to playing Far Cry. Because I was like, okay, there might be an INI file because there, like, there's no FOV slider in the game, but you can modify the INI file to do it. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I just I did not yeah. feel like messing with it at that point.
0: Yeah, that that's one of the and speaking of that game, just going off stuff I've been hearing about it. That's one of the games that's uh <clears throat> take making heavy use of what is it, the ray shading or ray oh, tracing the, uh, or something yeah, like that?
1: The RTX on the new cards, Yeah. That's, yeah.
0: that's like the big hot new deal. Yeah,
1: and, and it looks good. And the
0: graphics. Have you got it? I, I don't, you, but you I've seen
1: on? some comparisons. Um and I saw yeah. Coconuts start his gameplay. I didn't watch too much of it because I am going to play through it myself, but it looked good. The game looks good.
0: Um, yeah, I watched a little side by side comparison where they do the little slider across yeah. the screen to I think we're talking turn about it the same on thing. and off. <laughs> and he, he just basically went through the uh, the opening, I guess, where he's looking around, and he go gets down the little manhole tunnel or whatever. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> it is amazing how much of a difference it makes. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow, this is this big difference. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you weren't playing it with it on, you wouldn't know what you were missing. hmm But when you turn it on, you probably wouldn't be able to go back to playing it the other way.
1: Yeah.
0: That and um, the only other thing I've heard about this game, besides having played the previous entries and knowing that, you know, the series is really good. They got the controversy again. Oh, my God. Every yeah. game that comes out has got controversy now. What the hell's going on? Come on, gaming.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not just gaming either, it's movies and freaking anime and everything's got <laughs> controversy now. So apparently they made like a last minute decision to move mm-hmm. this thing to the Epic Game Store or whatever. Yep. And they said they'd honor the Steam purchases. Yes. But you couldn't buy it there from now on. Before so I year. won't be able to get yeah. So I won't be able to pick this game up for a year if because I'm not going to go on Epic Game Store and make a whole new thing for this. Uh so that is what it is. But then, like, the developer pitched a fit and said, well, I'm not going to make, maybe. Well, that was one we'll make guy. PC games. Yep. That was one guy. And, and, and then, and then, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the studio came out and said, look, uh, don't, you know, we're not, this guy was emotional and he was mad because people were review bombing his games and, you know, he'd worked really hard on all this stuff. And, a decision was made that was not even in under his control, you know, and, and people are getting mad at him for it. So, yeah. don't you take everything he says with a grain of salt. And by the way, it's not even us that did this; it's this other group, Deep yep. Silver, that made this decision to do this. It wasn't so, even Deep
1: Silver. I believe it was, it was their owners, Coke yeah. Media. So
0: they're like, they're like, don't blame us, blame them. And yeah, let's yeah. just. Does everybody just calm the fuck down?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, really, the, oh, really, the only reason this is even a big deal, I think, is the short, the how far along it was and how short notice it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I understand it at the end of the day. Um, they want to make more money on the Epic store. The Epic is doing everything they can to pull devs over. Apparently, they've got Ubisoft with The Division now, which is odd to see because... Ubisoft has their own platform, too. So, I don't know. Yeah. It's I mean, it,
0: For people like me, where you've got the first two games on Steam, you just want to play the third one on Steam, too. Yeah.
1: Know. And I, uh, I agree. Yeah. I actually you know, own them on Steam as well.
0: I'd like to just go ahead and click down, click down. You got the next game. You got the next game. Um, My Witcher series is broke up like that. Just from by accident. I mm-hmm. clicked it on uh, GOG. I bought it on GOG, the third game on GOG <laughs> instead of on Steam. Uh, but yeah, it is what it is. But I to tell you how, like, last minute this change was, I heard that the physical copies of the game that shipped, and yes, this game does have physical copies. Oh, my God. Uh, they have a sticker on the back covering up the Steam logo and replacing it with the Epic Games Oh, I
1: didn't hear they put a sticker on it. I know that the boxes had Steam logo on it. I didn't hear they no, covered they, them up.
0: They've got a uh, they've got a picture online of a guy peeling the Epic Games thing back, <laughs> and there being a Steam logo underneath. Nice. <laughs> oh man. Yeah.
1: I, I don't know. I'm gonna play the game eventually once I figure out this screen thing, but
0: maybe yeah. maybe that to be a uh, future uh, future episode well because I, I know me and Mike had this discussion before he left on his little work vacation. It was uh. Man, it, it's been controversies. Just keep all coming, mm-hmm. you know. You got Battlefield. You got uh the before that. You had the the Battlefront, the Star Wars game, and all these little things just popping up over and over and over again. What the What the hell happened to my you know nice harmonious gaming community? <laughs> anyway, man, this yeah. a topic for a later day. But Jesus, come on, <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all settle the fuck down.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a mess. It's a mess. Um that's the last game for my week. I do have uh some other stuff I could talk about, but I'll save that for after your week so I don't take up our entire episode again.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I mean you've <laughs> already taken up you know, two thirds of it. What's this yeah the man, last third? I'm, no, I'm just taking myself.
1: Michael's role. Taking yeah, his part there you to go. his there quota.
0: You. <laughs> gotta gotta make up for the uh producer not being here Yeah. pulling his weight. Yep. <clears throat> Alright, let's see. What did I do for my week? My weeks are always short, so <laughs> I've been catching up on critical role, which is something I haven't uh yes. haven't been um uh, too, you know, keen to do. I would I D interests me. D D is one of my great passions. Uh, but, you know, you, you come to me with the concept of, hey, let's watch other people play D D and I go, I wanna fucking play. Yeah. And so I was like,
1: eh, you know, maybe I'll check That's it That's why out I'm playing here now, here. because I watched them, and I was like, I want to play. <laughs> hmm
0: well, I can see why, because they, let me tell you, their DM is the shit.
1: Well, yeah, it's Matt like Mercer. <laughs> well, I
0: mean, I had no idea. I had no idea he was that good. Um, this guy is amazing. He's really quick on the rules. He's really quick on the improv. And his story is really robust. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's just, uh. that's what a max level DM looks like.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, his role plan's on point. His character, and fucking dude's a voice actor. So, yeah. of course, he's got 4,000 voices to pull into. I One thing I would like to make clear to anybody that is thinking about, you know, DMing or, you know, wants to get into D&D, don't expect your D&D game to be that. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't ever expect your D D to get. that is a that is a experienced group of people that are very good at uh role playing
2: mm-hmm.
0: with a immaculate GM with a very high dollar value setup and uh you know, obviously they've got some you know they've got a lot of experience playing with each other. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And they're all voice actors, if not visual actors as well mm-hmm.
0: so you know that's like dream group i want to be part of that group i think everybody <laughs> does
1: yeah
0: that's uh you know those guys are got it going on uh the character concepts are uh just box standard but you know at the same time they work really well and they're very well fleshed out and i was going through and i you know the first thing i did was i took the cliff notes but because usually uh when I listen to something like a podcast or anything like that, that's something I'll listen to on the drive to work and, you know, okay, I'm going to pick, you know, going to the grocery store. It's going to be like a 15 minute drive. Let me mm-hmm. listen to 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there, five minutes here. So, uh, just in my free time, I went and I said, okay, well, let me, let me see some of the cool stuff that's happened over the course of their, uh, you know, sessions, and like the stuff with Grog and his sword, I was like, Oh man, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um Little uh little aside thing, some of y'all may know we've got a little D and D session going on on our own little thing. I made a bard because I like making bards. I've i I've had probably three prolific bards in my D and D career that were like, I should frame this character sheet type characters. Um <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was like, right, let me let me just have a little dick measuring contest with this guy. Let's see, let's see where we're going with this guy. That guy's pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> that guy's pretty fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I I like that guy. The guy who plays uh Scanlon? Yeah. I care. I can't remember the actor's Sam. name.
1: Sam yeah, Sam Regal. Uh
0: he's, he's awesome. He's really fucking good at it. And uh, they they did the whole thing with the uh with the love potion and him stealing stuff and all kinds of, you know, little things that were going on. And I was like, oh, man, this is this is some top tier shit right here. That that was the kind of stuff in the whole, uh, I guess, spoilers for Critical Role, the whole little plan thing that was uh, going on in that final battle. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, yep, that's some shit I would do. I'd be like, yep, I'm going to... F- I'm gonna stick it to this guy's plan like, right at the end. I'm just gonna hold this spell slot and I'm just gonna let him have it. And yeah, then he's that, like, there's yep, a whole nope.
1: there's a whole thing around that too, because that wasn't what he was saving that for. Really? Yeah. That was okay. a oh shit decision making moment.
0: hmm He was like, I'm going to uh I, I guess his his plan was to hold that ninth level spell slot and then use a wish spell like right before that character dies at the end, Mm -hmm. and try to, you know, try to see if he can counteract it somehow, like, "Eh, maybe you just don't feel like making this, I wish you didn't do that, (laughs) I wish you didn't feel this way, I wish you had a couple more years, something, uh, but, you know, tactics happen, and you could see, like, mid-battle, he looks over and he's like, man, man,
1: yeah, he actually breaks Uh, down in tears,
0: yeah, he's hit, and the thing is, is it's so, it's, uh, it's one of those things where you get the feeling like you're in the know and you can see like the two characters the two uh actors that are playing the characters they're looking at each other like I've I I just I can't do it anymore. I just blew this. We're not going to be able to do that thing that I was hoping to do. And everybody else is kind of cheering like yeah, we're messing this dude up and they're mm-hmm. like yeah, we just lost. And I saw in the comment section it said, yeah, everybody else was playing checkers. Sam was playing chess. <laughs> And he lost.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you can kind of and see was, the moment too when the guys start catching on.
0: Everybody else is like, "Oh, yep, yeah, yep." Yeah, what? What? What's the matter? What? What is it? And then to see the uh, the result of that. Oh man, that's uh, that's a game D and D right there. That's S class.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, don't be intimidated by that. <laughs> if you're if you're new to D and D, if you're coming into D and D, uh, and this is your new you know hobby, and you want to get into it. Don't expect your first group to be like that. Don't expect your 50th group to be like that. You know, these guys are, you know, they, it, it's very obvious that they're all really good friends mm-hmm. and they've all got experience in acting and putting themselves out there like that. You're, uh, you're going to find a lot of people that just don't have that mindset. They don't have it in them to, uh, fully embrace a character like that. Um, you know, then, not everybody's going to get that far in. And you're going to find different levels of RP in different groups. There are some groups that are full-on RP. And they'll have these big, long, winding conversations. And if that's what you're into, then you need to look for a group that's like that. But if you're just trying to get dragged into some random D&D game, or if you go to the uh, Adventurer's League, yeah, you're not getting that. <laughs> you are not getting that at all. Uh, maybe one in a million, you know, just happens to have the right people come together for that. Um, but you can learn a lot from about D and D by just watching them and Mm -hmm. watching how they play and what good characters do in good situations and, and uh, what a good DM does. And, uh, that, that kind of spawned me into, so I was watching the cliff notes to all this and kind of just watching how they played their games and seeing some of the little storylines and plot lines go through. And, uh, oh man so i started I, that sent me down the rabbit hole man that sent me down i started i started looking i was like okay well, this guy's got like dm tips and blah blah and all this other stuff And i was like oh holy shit yep. so this entire thing that i didn't know about yeah this and entire thing
1: when uh for our game whenever you guys ask me uh you know about a roller you know i have to make a decision on something my first thought is okay have i seen this on critical role how did, <laughs> how did Matt Mercer rule this? Okay. What that's would what Matt Mercer with, do? That makes yeah, sense to like, me. Well, that, that, yeah, on, like I'm not little, there yet. This is just what have I seen? And then uh, if I haven't seen it, I go, well, okay. What would Matt Mercer do? That's that step two. <laughs> and then step three, I start Googling.
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It, oh man. And if there's one thing, uh, I remember I was watching the, uh, one of the things I watched, uh, was the breakdown at the end of the season? Cause I was like, oh shit, let me, let me see this. Cause, uh, they stopped that campaign, they started another one, they yeah. roll new characters and all that. Uh, so I was watching the, uh, the breakdown. And they were like, well, how much stuff did they miss? And he's like, you have no idea how much shit they missed.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He was like, yeah, they went the Underdark. There was like a whole another portal to another dimension, all this stuff written down. Meh. And he's like, there's this pyramid, yeah, like the town around it, and then like each floor of the pyramid had its own little. Thing. They flew over it and dropped a giant on it. All that's <laughs> yeah. just wasted. <laughs> it's like, yeah, so uh, it's tough being a DM. <laughs> yep. Oh man. You and,
1: players
0: uh, like yeah, players like
1: Adam. That tends to happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've always been one to <laughs> to think outside the box. I I try not to uh, push people outside their comfort zone. But I'm gonna I get mine. Yep.
2: That's
0: that. That's how we. That's how I, I roll. Is I, I try to. I try to to remind everybody that this is you know a. Uh, it may be a game with rules and things like that, but anything that's inside the boundaries of those rules, it's fair game. <laughs> it's, it's a sandbox at mm-hmm. heart. So. <clears throat> Finding little ways to circumvent stuff and doing all that kind of stuff. You can get into some cheap broken things. Yeah. I try not to I try not to be that guy that's like, you know, well technically the spell says that it works this way, so I'm gonna use it to create this infinite damage loop. No, I'm not that guy. <clears throat> it's like, oh well, I'm gonna reverse gravity and just slam you into the spikes over and over and over and over. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's that's not how I roll. But when it uh when it comes to, eh, yeah, option A is to convince this lady of this thing. Option B is to, uh, you know, steal it from her. What's option C? You know, oh, we can just make another one. Oh, okay, cool. So that, that's how I approach my tabletop stuff. But looking at how they did their stuff, oh, man. yep.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, man. If I we just had one more player like that, <laughs> one more. Yeah. The things that would happen. And you can see, like, uh... Uh, for RP purposes, a lot of the time they don't make the best decision for the group.
1: Mm -hmm. Like,
0: uh, Grog's keeping of that axe around, that was, uh, that, that had to play out in story. Yeah. You know, they, uh, they took that as far as it would go. And, you know, it takes, uh, because a lot of the times what you'll have is metagaming. Yeah. And that happened in critical role to an extent. As you can see, like, okay, the gears are turning. Like, what are we going to do to stop this thing from happening? But, um, when you look at it from a character development standpoint, you have, you know, okay, well, he has these small interactions. He's learned a little bit more, learn a little bit more, learn a bit. But other characters jump in there and they just play off each other. And, you know, they don't always come to the correct conclusion from a, this would be best from the gameplay perspective. Sometimes they, they sit there with that handicap and that, you know, he's having to make a will save to, to stop from dropping this axe, or you know, to stop from slitting this dude's throat with the axe, um, or the sword, excuse me. Um, but that that kind of stuff—that's that's high level role play right there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's it's God, it's interesting to watch. I could I instantly you know, as I the moment I started watching the first little bit, I was like, okay, well, let me see what what all the fuss is about. I was like, okay, <clears throat> yep, I completely understand it now. I completely understand where people are coming from with this.
1: Yep. <clears throat> so. And I watch it every Friday because um, it show is on so late Thursday. I watch every Friday morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't well. wait every week.
0: To <laughs> so get you in the mood, just be like, yes, this is my thing. And like 10 minutes after it ends, you're just scribbling down notes. <laughs> I'm like, here's my new idea. <clears throat> that, that made me want to run a campaign. That's what that did. It's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, here we go. That's some cool stuff. And then, They've got a lot of uh, a lot of interesting scenarios too.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's so. it's it's one of those things where it's so fleshed out that you know Matt's world is a campaign. You can buy his campaign book. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, wow. I put, yeah, you can, and it gives you information on the world and you know plot points and all this stuff. He has a fleshed out world, and that's kind of you know what i look to emulate in world building myself you know him and a couple others i watch you know how much mm-hmm. you flesh out things um while still giving you know that freedom to kind of do what they want to do and incorporate all the backstories in and all this because you would think that um everything well i'd say you would think everything is built around the characters you know Um, Mm -hmm. to a certain extent the world's there but then he creates he's so good at creating the hooks to characters backstories etc um campaign two this is even more obvious because we see it from you know episode one well technically well we see from episode one but there's technically like episode zero that they didn't record where they hit level two and met Mm -hmm. each other so they didn't actually do that part um or Subparts, smaller sections of them met up. And then episode one, they all come together. Um, So it was much more organic. And then you're immediately jumping into their meeting. And their meeting involved, you know, the first conflict as a group involves one of the characters. Or actually two of the characters. (laughs) So it's Mm. all integrated into the characters.
0: And one of the things I like about him is he's not afraid to kill off PC. Yeah. Not afraid at all to kill off a PC. And he's like, yep, he's hitting you while you're down. Yeah. <laughs> he's he he's got other people around him. And he's finishing this one first. And uh yeah. Stuff like that. It's just like you can tell that this game is just it it's a very high level uh of play mm-hmm. and a high level of RP and there's a lot of synergy going on, people playing off each other. And, you know, sometimes they do things that just make Matt shake his freaking head. <laughs> That's always fun to see people's reactions. Like, oh, yep, I've had a couple moments like that in D&D. And, you know, just figuring out, like, where uh, you'd be. So, like I said, I went in there and I I checked out the Bard specifically. I was like, ah, how's my Bard stack up to his? I it stacks it's it's comparable but (laughs) i i don't know if it's i'm on freaking you know that level just because i don't I absolutely no way i could play off people like that
2: Mm -hmm.
0: but it's awesome 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 every single one of those characters is fleshed out and they have enough shining stars in their dnd game to be you know just create these massive things yeah um the, I can't remember if this was in the first, uh, if it was, I think it was in the second campaign. But I did see one where, like, they took the dogs inside somebody's room and just had them tear the place up.
1: Oh, yeah, that was uh, that was in the first
0: was that, one. Was it in the first one? I believe
1: it was near the end of the first one, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the the role play that happened after that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> where they were chasing down all the wrong people. Yeah. Man, uh, that was great. That was, that was immaculate because you know in out of character they all knew um who had done it they knew exactly (laughs) what had happened but in character they were like this character is furious and she's just flying off the handle at the first person she sees each and every time had to be this person let me shake this person down okay it wasn't them shake the next person down wasn't them shake the next person down threaten them you know threaten their life (laughs) oh man it was so good so good So, yeah, I've been getting caught up on that. Uh, another thing I've been doing is once again, catching up on all my anime, all my anime. And, uh, oh God, Shield Hero is going to be probably the, uh, the biggest one out of this particular season, but Boogie Pop is, is coming up there. Uh, Boogie Pop is interesting because it was, uh, it's kind of a quasi mystery horror uh, anime and it's told to completion in the first episode, but everything's out of order and you keep getting different perspectives in every new episode and they add things. So in the first episode, you watch it and you're like, ah, oh, okay, that was kind of weird. And you know, why did this happen? Why did that happen? It's a series of disjointed events following this one guy around. And then you watch the second episode and it comes from a completely different character, uh, completely different, different characters perspective. And they fill in a couple of the gaps, but then they open up new gaps. And they just keep doing this episode after episode after. I almost feel like I shouldn't be watching this weekly. I should just wait for all of it to come out and just <laughs> yeah. binge watch it so I can follow it. Uh, and I'm probably going to have to go back and rewatch the whole damn series. But it is so good. Like each one of them is good at being its own self-contained entity. And it's good at building on the greater narrative. So, you know, hats off to them for doing a good job. Um, and like I said, there there's all kinds of different little, um, uh, mystery and horror elements that are going on there along with some philosophical things and, uh, very, very interesting. Shield Hero is, they, they put fucking chocobos in it, man. <laughs> That's all I can say. They put, they, no shit, go, go Google it. There are fucking chocobos in the series. They don't call them that because they get sued all to hell, but sure. there are fucking chocobos in this game are in this anime now and uh yeah they had a chocobo race it was awesome and uh they've had some more uh lighthearted episodes after that super dramatic one i talked about on the last podcast yeah so two episodes have come out since then and uh both of them have been going back into that lull you into a false sense of security mode so i'm waiting for like the next big like <laughs> f you to come out yeah it's like, ah, oh, your Chocobo has cancer. Get fucked. And, uh, and, yeah. So, just waiting for that to happen. A um, couple other shows that uh have popped up on my radar. There's the Quintessential Quintuplets, which is about this guy trying to tutor five identical quintuplets.
2: Okay. And, like,
0: <laughs> all of them have, like, different personalities, and they're all completely... They all look exactly the same, but have different personalities, so... And he's like scrounging for money and none of them want to study and they're all failing. It's, it's turned out to be the the good uh, seasonal rom-com kind of deal slash harem kind of anime. Which, you know, I'm harem trash so I like that kind of thing.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: let's see. Anything else? Oh, uh, yeah, still got Index going on. So, that is starting to get into some of the more heavy elements from the light novel. And I am Looking to see how all this stuff plays out with, yeah, I, I don't know if I've, I've liked how they've handled all of this season so far, but I'm glad it's still being made, if that makes sense. I waited this long for this third season. I'm at least getting to see it. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's one of those things where it's, uh, is it as good as I want it to be? No, but at the same time, I don't know if they could have made this episode three or this fight three episodes long and still completed it you know completed the story uh in any kind of timely manner so we'll see we'll see more to come and that's about uh that's about all i got i tried to play persona 5 i did i mean i popped over that ps4 like i saw just, just like update <laughs> i was like no not like this i only have an hour i could play persona right now And it was like no nah, i'm gonna take like most of your hour dog man And i was like well shit that sucks. I was like, I actually felt like popping it back in. I was like, I'm ready. I'm gonna do this thing again. I'm gonna go in there and get cheated by this normal enemy. Just one shots me. I'm just. <laughs> I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna lose another 45 minutes. I'm gonna turn it off and I'll come back in a week.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Nope. It was like, no. Nah, I'm just gonna load. Man. So, yeah. <clears throat> that was uh, that was the conclusion of my gaming week. We've had a couple more uh things pop up in War Thunder. They've community is sent into an outrage again because they're gonna redo the uh which i think is a a smart move actually they instead of going previously they uh war thunder for those y'all don't know it's like uh historical world war ii vehicles and uh some vietnam era vehicles and more modern stuff they're starting to get into uh they had been going off the um i guess the documented test data for all their vehicles for like gun penetration values and top speeds and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and they've recently switched over to using math instead and that utterly wrecked some things they were like yeah this number is obviously you know completely inflated this was like a propaganda number they must have put out because there's no way in hell this round (laughs) at this velocity and this size could ever do this much uh And unless it was made out of some kind of hyper-dense material we didn't have, you know, access to during World War II. Uh, So, yeah, they're they're going back and it's caused an uproar in the community and they're going to have to go redo uh, their rating evaluations and stuff like that now. They ended up having to take three vehicles out of the game (laughs) because their penetration values became so bad that, like, they were ineffective in battle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, and they got a video of one of the guys. He, if you had the vehicle previously, they are not going to take it away from you. Sure, but uh, if you say you were to make an account tomorrow, you wouldn't get it, man. So if you've got the vehicle, you get to keep it. But they the video on uh, Fly Daily, one of the channels I watch. He, uh, he he pulled this thing out and he shot this tank in the tracks, which is like the easiest thing in the world to pin. It's it's like you know. If you don't even have a gun that's capable of hurting this tank, you can pop its tracks off by just wailing on it, right? You know, take okay. the take the fifty cal and just, you know, wail on the tracks for a minute and they'll they'll break. He shot this tracks like four or five times with the main gun and then we're just like, meh <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? No. And he started playing like sad music in the background. <laughs> this is poor tank just goes around. Oh man. So, yeah, the Japanese apparently did not have a very good uh, round in their tank, nor did the French. And based off their uh, the coagulations, they would not have been able to handle much combat. Um, so, yeah, communities in uproar, fire and brimstone everywhere, cats and dogs living together, pandemonium. <laughs> um, but that's about all I had for my week as far as gaming's
1: concerned. Okay, so if you don't mind then, I'd like to take a moment to talk about Unity.
0: Talk about Unity. So, people have to come together.
1: Unity, the application for making games. Oh, Um,
0: that Unity. Yeah.
1: Okay. So (laughs) I talked about this before. You know, I was looking into it, kind of learning it. Well, okay. So here's the thing. Unity primarily uses C sharp for scripting. Same thing I use in uh, Visual Studio for what I've done my uh, Twitch bot on. Well. So I'm like, okay, I'll just kind of, you know, move code over to reuse and stuff. And I'm like, all right, well, a Twitch bot need, or something that, you know, is based off Twitch chat needs to be able to access Twitch chat. That's kind of an integral part of it, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, mm-hmm. well, okay, so I'm yeah. going to get my form and then I'm going to add a text box and start pulling in the Twitch chat uh, via IRC connection. And I'll have output and stuff. I can see it on screen, et cetera. No, no, no. On any level. Um, so, first off, in Visual Studio, I want to put a, you know, a scrolling text box on the screen. I just drag and drop one from the toolbox onto the screen. Bam! I have it. Easy enough, right? Yeah. So, in in Unity, it's not so easy. So you have a you have a text box thing, which that works fine. Um, but it doesn't have a scroll bar associated with it. So, to it, let me put it this way it took me probably three hours to get a working text box with a scroll bar. And that's what? not including the time it took me to figure out how to get Unity to connect to an IRC channel and you pull that data and send data back. Wow. That, my God. I, so I want so bad to remake what I've made into Unity, so then I can make it better. But every single step, I'm essentially having to start from scratch because despite it using C-sharp, the dependencies aren't there or they are there, but they use different syntax. It's just a mess. So I'll be like, yeah, I want to do this. You know, like my goal for that one day was, okay, let's pull an IRC chat. Okay, I did that. Um, It took me a couple hours. A few different uh, YouTube videos and example scripts to get it to work but I finally got it working um, and then I needed to output it so I could see it um, which was kind of is a little bit of overlap but like I said took me like three hours to get a working text box and it still doesn't scroll properly. It scrolls but only for the text that is in there when I
0: create it and see this is one of those things where i because you're you're all self taught on your program yeah right you didn't you didn't go to school for that right so you're going off you know uh just what you know i wonder if there's like some kind of unwritten rules that like maybe you know they just have in there where it's like okay well oh it, like if a if a guy that programmed for a living just walked up would he know exactly? Oh, okay. Well, let me just pick it up from here. boom, and he, he, shits it out in five minutes. So here's, whereas it took you three hours.
1: Here's the thing. I am a guy that programs for a living. Um, mm-hmm. and one of my things is, has always been, if you know one programming language, you have a fairly easy entry into another language. It's all mm-hmm. about learning syntax, et cetera. Yeah. Now that doesn't apply here at all. Um, because I'm using C-sharp. C-sharp is what I'm familiar with. I taught myself C-sharp for, you know, my Visual Studio work. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that there, unless uh, you know I have to do something crazy, but I'm redoing something I've already done. But because of the way Unity itself works, there are a lot of differences. Um, So, Mm. unless you've been using Unity, you're going to have a certain curve. Um, There are certain types of programmers that would be able to jump into it and have an easier time, but it's not programmers in general it's Ah. it's a much more specific skill set and type of things um
0: so it's something about the way unity talks to other programs or interfaces or it's mainly how it
1: interfaces and how it structures everything on it um i had previously looked at a couple other programs like amazon has lumberjack which is a, a program like unity but free um, and it didn't, it had a completely different UI and stuff. So, I'm now that I think about it, I might load up Lumberjack and see, try doing the same steps I was doing in Unity and see mm-hmm. just how much different it is. Um, and I'm, I'm assuming it's C sharp behind it. So see what carries over from that. Maybe I'm in the wrong for using Unity. Maybe I should be using a Lumberjack. Um, but I have had... I'm a
0: big fan of RPG Maker. <laughs> i have that
1: as well um but i that's too limiting (laughs) (laughs) i uh i bought it i bought way too much extra stuff with it um and then couldn't do what i wanted to do so i was very disappointed i should have asked for a refund but i was like no maybe one day i'll use it um but yeah it's way too limiting Um, Mm. it has a specific thing it's good for you know but Mm. overall There's not enough flexibility. I mean, I think at the point where you're getting RPG Maker to do the advanced things like I would want to do, you might as well be using Unity or Lumberjack or some other, you know, game making program because you're going beyond what the game normally does. You're adding to it, you're adding add ons or, you know, special whatever to it.
0: There you go.
1: But yeah, so I'm. I've put. A bit more time, I spend a lot more time thinking about Unity than I do actually trying stuff in Unity because I've had so many issues that I'm having to think out so much more about what I want to do before I ever touch it because I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do. Unity does not give you the tools to do this directly like a text box. Okay, I have text. I have a scroll bar. Even combining those two isn't enough. You have to have a container around them a certain type of container around them and then point things to other things and add things to the container so that they can connect. And yeah, so it's a lot more complicated. Um, So I'm trying to figure out how I can do what I want to do the easiest way possible while also adding a little bit more of a UI to it. Um, Because right now, all my bot is is uh, basically a window with a bunch of text boxes. You know, um, mm-hmm. where it shows me all the the log of everything that's happening. I have a a table that tracks you know experience and stuff, and that's pretty much all the UI is. But I want to add more to it so it becomes more of an actual game. Um, I I was originally looking at you know actually turning it into basically a mobile game, but now I'm like, no, I'm there's no way I could do that yet. I'm just going to create it for myself. So I run it locally and maintain it like I do now, just with a prettier UI. And then I'll see what I can do. (laughs) Because even getting to that point is going to be horrendous. Um,
0: That sounds like a headache. Yeah. Just trying to get things to to mesh correctly.
1: Yeah. So I had that much trouble, you know, connecting to an IRC channel, which is the basic type of connection. Mm -hmm. My database is stored in Amazon. In AWS. So now I need to figure out how to connect my game to AWS. And that doesn't look fun. So now I'm my alternative. So now you're is, just
0: reevaluate.
1: <laughs> yeah. So then I'm like, okay, well, maybe I don't do that. Maybe I just store everything local again. Cause I liked having it uh, in Amazon. Cause then I could pull it like on my website. I have queries going back to it where it pulls the uh, like the equipment list and stuff like that. So you don't have to do everything in browser, you can also do it, or in uh, Twitch chat, rather, you can also do it in a normal web browser on a web page. Uh, so it's... Uh,
0: wow. Yeah. That sounds complicated.
1: <laughs> it is.
0: And uh, I, I wish I knew a little bit more about programming. I've got a good... A go- a, one of my best friends is actually... Uh, he does that for a living and he tells me... He, he's just like you. He starts off on these things and I'm like, you know... Programming sounds really hard. And he's like, it's really not. Once you get one (laughs) language, it's all, it's all, you know, you know everything. And it's like, yep, you say that, but that's that first hurdle, that first hurdle. And I'm looking up at it like, man, that's a big ass mountain.
1: It's so programming isn't that bad. It's a lot of logic is really Mm -hmm. what it comes down to. You just have to put things in the right order and then figure out the syntax to do what you want in a normal one. Uh, Yeah. For unity that goes out the window because it's the whole uh, whole mess.
2: Hmm.
0: Well, I know uh, the Microsoft Visual Studio or whatever it was mm-hmm. called. I started, I, st- I went on, you know, because I had high aspirations. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll make me a little text game and it'll have little boxes you click and you move your character around on this little baby basic map and it'll be fucking easy. You know, nothing nothing too hard. I had like a little damage system mapped out in my head, like okay, da 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 and I got started just going back through all this and it was just, oh, oh, just the first uh the first little bit. It's so intimidating to try to learn that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh it's one of those things where I was like, I'm gonna have to put this down and wait until a day where I just do not have uh you know a pile of laundry that I need to go to. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you know, and maybe, maybe when I my kids are a little older and they're, you know, <laughs> taking care of 50% of the house's chores, I can, uh, I can get to the point where I've got time to study this kind of stuff. But,
2: ooh, yeah, ooh
1: it's and Visual Studio, it was certainly intimidating, you know, getting into it at first because I didn't, I've never used Visual Studio for like work. Um, uh-huh. because of the type of programming I do is mostly web based, and
0: I think I think one of my big mistakes was I downloaded all the little plugins. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> gotcha. I
1: went on there and it
0: was like, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and, and when you when you create a new file, it's like, okay, well, what template do you want to use? And there are like a hundred templates, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but there are a couple that are just basic, and that's what I did. I just picked, you know, Windows form. I don't care. This is for me. I don't need it to run, you know, cross platform. I'll just create a Windows form, and I'm like, okay, well, I need a text box. I drag and drop a text box. Okay, I, I that's exactly what I wanted. I want a drop-down menu, you know, my, the file menu. I want that. Okay, well, let me drop a drop-down menu on the file location. Okay, that, that all works great. Um, Unity, it's like, oh, you have to build everything you sell yourself. You want a drop-down? You build every part of that drop-down yourself. <laughs>
0: You bastard.
1: So in Visual Studio, I just focus on the C-sharp programming, on actually typing code. In Unity, mm-hmm. I have to deal with objects and properties and layers. You have to set layers. up like the baby.
0: The You have to create the tools you need to get to that point, Yeah, and basically.
1: I've, <clears throat> I've been going through the uh, Unity Asset Store because there are a fair bit of stuff on there for free, just trying to find anything I can use. Um, Like with the IRC thing, that connection, I was looking at IRC clients that were free from the Unity store, and I downloaded a couple just to look at their code. Um, And it was one of those things where I, I was like, okay, I want this part of it and this part of it, but it didn't work. I had to take all of their code, and then it would work. If I just typed it up myself, on the way i wanted to do it it doesn't work but it's doing the same exact thing but it doesn't work like the example had two files mine i was just combining into one because i didn't need both parts i just wanted to run all at the same time and Mm -hmm. that didn't work the same code one file doesn't work so i'm like okay fine two files you win you win unity just let me have my text box and irc connection that's all i want (laughs) <laughs> I'm just and it's like,
0: okay, you get one, but it's this shitty one. <laughs> uh, <sorry. It's, laughs> no scroll bar for you, buddy.
1: It's a hell of a learning experience, that's for sure. And it's
0: Well, those are the best kind of ones, because those are the ones you don't forget. You're like you learn uh you learn things the hard way and they stick with you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's it's also completely changed, you know, how I've thought about making my game like I was talking about. Um, like I have all my stuff stored in a database, but the Amazon connection and all the things I'd have to do for that may just be too much that I, uh, I just scrapped the, uh, database part of it and I just store everything locally in the game. You know, like most games do, um, uh-huh. it was already going to pull stuff in and store it while you're playing or just do that, you know, like on load query, the database so that I could centrally control it, but it may just be in the game. Um, at least for now. You know, start out with do it by steps It's kind of the way it's a smart way to develop anyway, you know, take steps. Yeah.
0: Baby steps, lots of notes.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> lots and yeah.
0: lots of notes. I I remember uh I I that programmer friend I was telling you about, when he was going through college, I remember one specific thing. I I don't know what it is, but I know uh, apparently there's something you have to build called a compiler. Mm-hmm. Now, I have no idea what the fuck that is or what it does but I imagine it compiles stuff Yep. Um, so he had to make one of these for college one of his classes and he could not get this thing to fucking work and it was like he was going through it and he was like man I'm having to go back through it line by line and figure this thing out and there's just something that's fucked up and things not coming out right and it ended up being in a completely different place than where he thought that the problem was <clears throat> And uh yeah, so I, I get what you're saying when you when you're mentioning all this stuff. Like it it sounds like those kind of problems are pains in the ass. I remember yeah. I remember all the uh the horrible, horrible amounts of bitching that he did.
1: Yeah, but like I said, I uh I I do programming stuff kinda uh for a living, so I, I'm used to running into issues. It's just even by my normal standards it's been it's been wild
0: well i mean you know that's uh that's about uh i not want to say not a uh, not exactly the easiest thing to just like pick up and do yeah you know what i mean like i i imagine me trying to do it and i'm like yeah, well i wouldn't get out anywhere i <laughs> <laughs> just been like fuck it i'm done uh, uh,
1: I've had I couldn't days even make I did that,
0: that I could take like the bog standard like most easy to program thing and I couldn't make that fucking text box pop up if you fucking gave me half the code mm-hmm. so <laughs> don't worry about it. you got farther than most people will oh you got anything left
1: no that's is that all, it I've for complained your, uh,
0: enough. <laughs> is that is that all you're complaining
1: yeah okay
0: well there are lots of ways to get in touch with us. You can go on the email and check that out. It's at <laughs> Funny numbers and stuff. Check Twitter out. Facebook. It is what it is. I don't give a shit.
1: YouTube now. <laughs>
0: yeah, YouTube. Yeah. YouTube. Anyway, that's it for this week. Until next time, I'm Adam. I'm Chris. Bye, bitches.